Catalog is hit. See me rolling Tupac, I'ma get it on my own. Had to move away to get me closer to the ocean. Seashell, had to get it myself. At the house, since a young and I've been paying my bills. For the longest, I don't need you. All you niggas see through. Round up motherfuckers, I can wait through. Too much money to be making, need it wide. Work for myself like all you niggas aren't it. Nigga, you probably can Google me, eh? Dr. Bob, what did you do to me, eh? Wake up like, what are you doing today? I'm making first to economy, eh? I'ma go back to hiatus. If these juice won't play this, might die, might die. RP to my bay. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report. My name is Jeff Woodworth, checking in with Brendan Flanagan. Are you going to say hello? Hello. Thank you. That was very strenuous from your relaxed position. And Matteo Pulverari. What up? All right. How are you guys doing? Yeah, fingers up. Okay, that's good. That's good. We're not talking. I'm warm. This is the 50th episode of the show. Oh, and yeah, you I think forgot my suit jacket. You would think that you had like a better understanding that, like you know, no awkward silence. But no. <laughs> We're still working on that. Mm, okay. Penis. <laughs> Thank you. I can't wait for 100. <laughs> Very mature. Yeah, right? Well, it'll, uh, 2019. So there's no way we're doing it in 2018. So did you guys uh, you guys have a nice weekend last, since the last time we've seen each other? Mateo, it's been a week, but Flan, yeah? How's your weekend? We went out for drinks on Friday. Uh, yeah, and uh, my, my weekend's good. Okay, that's <laughs> good to hear. All right, keep hitting us with that energy. We appreciate it. Uh, great show today for the 50th show. There is well, a uh, Mr. Radio. You gotta, you gotta talk about your radio. No, okay. Yeah. I was on the radio and I jinxed what I was talking about, so I basically ruined my own story before it even happened. Like I broke a story about how the NCS playoffs were gonna be, flip a coin, blah blah blah, yada yada, because the way the delays with the fires, and then both teams that were involved in that scenario, one lost, and then the other one won and lost the coin toss. So. In short, I, I went on the radio. I thought about putting it on the podcast, but I was like, no, I don't want to do that. That's oh, you should release it as a separate track. That's way too conceited. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. It's kind of irrelevant now. You so maybe big, bold letters. Next time it happens, maybe I'll think about doing it. But until then, uh, as for episode 50, big show, winners and losers, we have a new segment that we are going to start from this day forward, stat of the day, with a special guest. And then we have hashtag hysteria, which I hope Flan and Mateo, you guys have your hashtags? Oh, I have two. You have two. That's good. Maybe work on a couple more. Nah. How many do you have? Uh, I thought you guys would be prepared. Okay, so that's yeah, good. I didn't get so a text we, this we time, so I was like, oh, I was like, Flan and Jeff has got it. A roaring start. Okay. And then we're going to review. Episode 50. <laughs> we're going to review if any of the, if there's any other teams that we should be putting to rest in the NFL or if there's any teams that are trying to come back from the dead. Uh, and then, of course, Mateo is here with the fantasy football fanatics. 
Uh, and then we'll finish out with a doozy of a pop culture segment. My two least favorite topics on the pop culture segment have crept their way back into my life, uh, the show's life, our life now. Um, and it is just, it's, it's awful, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, so first, we start with Word of the Day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's Word of the Day is Candelabrum. You guys need me to repeat that? Candelabrum. Candelabrum. <laughs> Say that five times fast. C-A-N-D-E-L-A-B-R-U-M. It is a noun meaning an ornamental branched holder for more than one candle. So think of a menorah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Perfect timing. Shouts out. Because, yeah, didn't Whatever. Hanukkah just start? Yep. That's weird. Hanukkah comes in, like, it's either, like, the first week of, of December or it's, like, two days before Christmas. It's never it's never in between. Um, but, yes, so candelabrum, an ornamental branched holder for more than one candle. Uh, just think of a menorah. I don't know how many other candelabrums there are out there. But um, <coughs> thank you. More of that, please. <coughs> okay. Uh, now it is time for winners and losers. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Losers, 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 losers. Winners and losers for episode 50, because we've made it that far. Uh, gentlemen, the college football playoff was announced, finally, after weeks and weeks of us covering it and the speculation that uh, took place. Your number one seed, Alabama. Okay, no question about that. Number two, Clemson. All right, no question about that. Number three, Notre Dame. Meh, all right, uh, undefeated, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then number four, which I am ecstatic about, if you can't tell, the Oklahoma Sooners. And I am just excited to see. And then Georgia was five, Ohio State was six. So it shows that the committee really likes the SEC mm -hmm. before it would even favor the Big Ten. Um, like that was Michigan's only shot because if you're Ohio State, you weren't going to get in after you got lit up by Purdue. Like that, you should that you know that just shouldn't be the case. Um, what do you guys think? What do you think of the playoff? Um, I always thought for sure Georgia would get in. I'm always thinking that ESPN's in bed with the SEC. And the FCC uh, or SEC? SEC. Oh, okay, I just want to make sure. And um, yeah, I just think it's. I, I honestly think the the semifinals are just going to be absolute blowouts. I think Alabama's going to roll over. Uh, Oklahoma and I think Clemson's going to roll over Notre Dame and it's going to be Clemson and Alabama in the finals. I think that's a safe bet. Mateo? Yeah, I feel like... So I, I don't think it's going to be competitive in the those two games. No, I don't Not think even so. at all. In the semis? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Notre Dame's, Notre Dame's is just, it's just a, I guess, a better version of Michigan who will get smoked by Clemson. And then... Ohio, uh, Oklahoma has absolutely no offense. So if it's even if it's Jalen Hurts or... Tua, whatever the hell his last what, name is. What, Tagovailoa. Was, what was Tua's injury? Because I didn't see the game. I think uh, it was an ankle. Yeah, was something. It? I think the, his right, his left tackle stepped on his foot or something like that. Yeah, I missed. I, I caught most of the Big 12 championship <coughs> game. I missed the SEC championship game. I was doing a basketball tournament this weekend. So, um, and, like, and the thing is, like, like that, 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 Alabama, Alabama also will score 45 points. It's just a matter that. Oh, I doubt Oklahoma will even get over 25. Well, this is, this is what I was campaigning for on the show for so long, was that you have Alabama, who's dominant on both sides of the ball. They fi Saban finally has a quarterback now. But what you need to take into account was that, like, yeah, Georgia kept it close, but you need uh, not, like, trickeration, but you just need a creative-ass playbook. And that's what Oklahoma has, because the focus <laughs> in that conference is on offense, right. not on defense, right? Oh, so. Yeah. It's like you're never gonna. You saw LSU try and go up but against Alabama and beat them with their defense, and they they lost miserably. You need an offense. The goal is to put up more points than the other team. Here's the thing: like if you're just taking so 
Alabama's defense, Alabama's offense against Oklahoma's defense. I mean, if it's going to come down to defenses. Which defense has a better shot of stopping a team uh, for like a, I don't know one series? If it, even if it comes down to one series, just stopping a team, it's going to be Alabama's defense that does it, not Oklahoma's mm-hmm. defense. But I'm also but they're just going to outscore them no matter what. Okay, but I'm saying it's an intriguing matchup because out of out of Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State, who do you think has the better the best offense out of all three of those? Best offense is Oklahoma, but yeah. best team is Georgia. Well, yeah, that's yeah, without a doubt. But they're not going to let. I think Georgia had two losses, right? They yeah. weren't undefeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. LSU was the other one. Yeah. So and LSU got their shit stomped in by Alabama. So it's just and that's the tough part with Georgia. You look at it and there's a the season for college seems so long that you go back and you see that they lost to LSU and LSU is a ranked team. And then you see Georgia played Alabama and it's like God, where do you figure out where the where the balance is for them that they probably should be in the top four. But just the that's just the way it always plays out, though. Too it's two a two we- losses knocks you out. It's a week to week thing, yeah. And yeah. no, no, ever. There's never going to be a two loss team that gets in. Uh, the UCF crowd that is crying and complaining. Okay, your out of conference schedule needs to be against three top ten power five conference teams. So that when it comes down to the end of the year, because your your conference is so weak, they play LSU, right? UCF, UCF, I believe they play. Which LSU. I think it's going to be great for their credibility to actually get a ranked. But their starting quarterback broke his leg in half. I still have not watched the video because of how gross yeah. it is. Um, so I, I'm just not exactly sure what to make of UCF and how good they are with their backup in play. You know, wait, UCF play LSU this year? No, they're playing them in the bowl game. Oh, okay. I gotcha. forget which bowl game they're playing in against them. We're going to break down bowl games as we get closer to those. But it's just it's all speculation because Michigan and Florida are playing against each other. <laughs> Go Gators. Um, uh, so Michigan's owned them in the last. I don't care. It's okay. It's a new day. <laughs> it's a new day. All right. And uh, you don't talk about him like that. You don't talk about Florida Tebow like that. Denver Tebow, you can do whatever you want. And baseball Tebow, that's fine. But you don't talk about Florida what about Tebow. Jets Tebow. Lloyd Carr, yeah. sorry ass team that you had that got smoked by uh, Ohio State beat. Tebow's Gators. I don't care. I don't care. It was an anomaly. All right. But anyway, uh, getting back to this, I think Notre Dame too slow to play with Clemson. Clemson's going to blow them out of the water. So it's going to be funny watching Irish fans complain all year. Like, oh my God, this never happened yet. Because you don't play teams that are nearly as fast as you play against the bottom barrel of the Big Ten. And then you have a bunch of uh, rivalry no, games. They, they, play, of they play the bottom barrel of the ACC. Or ACC, yeah, not Big Ten. Excuse me. Bottom barrel of the ACC. And then you have big games against uh, Stanford, who was in a down year. USC, who was in a down year. Who else are their rivalry Michigan. games that they have? Michigan, Notre Thank Dame. Thank you for naming a team I mean, that is uh, outside of the Pac-12. Not <laughs> Notre Dame, but uh, well, that's who they play. I they know. play I'm ACC saying, Pac-12 feel, teams. After watching the Pac-12 championship, I'm like, God, this Don't conference they, Didn't is Notre sad. Dame play? Yeah, they played Syracuse, and like Syracuse fooled us for a little bit, but they're nowhere on the same level as the Clemson Tigers. Yeah. You know, so it's just like I, I, I see why people. I think what we should do is you can't go eight teams because that's too ridiculous. You just need to go six seeds and do what the NFL does and give the top two teams because they're usually your two most distinct, like just they've separated themselves head and and shoulders above the competition. Give them the bye week and let the other two fight it out and say, all right, you want to be in the final four, then win your way in. Or give Nick Saban coach teams a bye. I'm cool with that too. Just how only five just, teams yeah, make it. And yeah, just, just give the Nick Saban team. Then we don't have to care about them. We don't have to give them extra shit. time to practice we don't and have prepare. To give them, yeah, we don't have to give a care about ranking them. I feel like you should lock them away in like a gulag and just force them to not watch football for a week and just be like, hey, now you're you're still gonna have the same amount of time to prep as the other guys. But like when they run on the field, that's who they know the opponent. That's who they're <laughs> playing. And they'll still beat them by thirty. All right. Uh, first up on the losers list, we have Kareem Hunt getting cut. Uh, because of a video that surfaced about him. So 
Uh, very unfortunate for Kareem Hunt. More for unfortunate for the woman in char or in question. Although it, she may have provoked it, Flynn and I had a bar conversation about that that I don't think needs to be repeated. But it's just you know at what at what point does provoking these things? It's a self self control thing on both sides of the party. Um, but I mean, there's no excuse for a man to strike a woman. But also, chicks that are going to be doing that, like especially football players, those guys can't turn the violence off. We've seen that. How many guys? This is a countless number of guys that have gotten in trouble for domestic violence now. So. If it makes you uncomfortable, you don't have to talk about it. Well, I was just going to say, compared to what it is in, like, other workplaces, it's actually a smaller number, though, yeah, when they show true. the study. That's true. And he fucking lied to the team. That's, like, that's, that's the, the other part. part. On top of, of and, and the domestic violence is is the worst part of it. I'm, you know, the second part is he fucking lied to the team. And after dealing with Reuben Foster, I have no patience for guys that are going to do that. It's And it's a replaceable position. Running back is easy to replace. Or Ray Rice. Whew, remember that video? Yeah. That, there's fiance bounced and that off went the against, handle. Yeah, and that went against him, too, is that there was a video. Yeah. So everybody saw how bad so, it was. So, so dumb. Your thoughts? Because you had him on your fantasy team. You dropped him right away. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a salty move. A salty vet move. Uh, I, Yeah. I'm, I'm good. You're good? You're okay. <laughs> all right, that's fine. You, you, don't have to, you don't have to participate in that one. Um, all right, next up on the losers list. Mike McCarthy was fired shortly after their loss today against the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, now I'm glad that this is the case now because now that Aaron Rodgers is free from Mike McCarthy, we can all sit back and watch him implode on win himself. Win another Super Bowl? No, he's going to implode on himself. Aaron he will never win another Super Bowl until that contract he has is up. This is going to be the – whoever – there's going to be so many coaches that run to this job. This is the best job that's opened up in the last five years. It's like, good luck. That guy's uh, the best job. They have, they have one of the I, best. I, th- I, th- I, th- I personally think it sounds good, but when it gets down to it, to the numbers and salary cap and everything, it is not the best. I mean, it's Premium, premium Packers, Limbo Field, but when a but, sixth of your salary cap is to one player. But look at it, the. I'm going to use the Colts as an example, and it wasn't just what happened with Josh McDaniels, but they were able to get one of the toughest GMs, Chris Ballard, to come from Kansas City just because of a chance to get oh, a quarterback. I see what you mean. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, as a general manager. And luck was injured. They get a guy like Aaron Rodgers, and yeah, still they can, in, they, they in the can, prime they, of his they career, can, they can pry away a lot of people. For yeah, they're going to have a lot of guys that are lined up for the job. And I mean, it, it could be. The, I keep wondering if if you get rid of McCarthy this early, is maybe Cliff King, uh, Kingsbury is he one guy that's on the list for them? Well, even if they hire him now, what is he going to do? Come in for the last two games? It doesn't of matter. Yeah. None, of, none of it matters. But I mean, you get a jump on beating Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's the other desirable job that's out there. I like to see McCarthy go to Cleveland. I think that would be good. See, Kingsbury's got interest from uh, USC. USC wants to bring him in as a uh, offensive coordinator. Well, they said that he has NFL head coaching offers right now. Yeah. So it's just a matter of opportunities. I think though, if you're if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you definitely wait for a better job, like because of the things that Flan has stated. Like, yeah, you have a good quarterback, a great quarterback. I'm not going to call him all time great. He's a great quarterback. He makes throws that he should, and and sometimes that you're just like, whoa, though his ability to if extend. If you get offered the Green Bay job is the best job, there is no job that will top that. Unless no, yeah, if, if you get offered that job, you take it. Unless if New England, if Belichick retires, then that's the best job. I don't know. It, no, just just the just the fact that you get to go in there with an elite quarterback and with an mm-hmm. organization like that, it, I would, it's probably very desirable. It's very attractive, but I don't yes, think it's yeah, desirable. It's, it's attractive, and they can probably the thing they they can probably. You don't think it's desirable because of Rodgers? A little bit because of the the whole. You have no you defense, yeah. and you're going to be forced to play with a team that is either all all rookies on their rookie deals, or you're getting vets on vet minimums. Which is perfect the way to build your team, though. I, I'm going to look up where they are, and I'm curious where they are in cap space. No team has ever won the Super Bowl paying a quarterback over twenty million dollars. Fun fact. 
Just FYI. All right, thank you for dropping that knowledge bomb. Yeah, gas bag with a fun fact right there for you. Tom um, Brady's making what seventeen point five. Yeah, well, like Tom that. Brady. Tom Brady also has a wife that's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, so it's not like he's and he's taking like multiple play cuts. Oh yeah, but he's also got five rings to show for it. And the thing is with Rodgers is he was given a deal that was what thirty million now. Or that something? was it, some astronomical number like that. It was basically the franchise saying, "Hey, sorry, we've been so inept at handling just you as a quarterback." So no, it's because you, you pay. It's the, it's an open market. You pay for those guys. Like, we have this discussion every week with it, but it's difficult. If you don't have that guy, you're either, A, taking him in the top five pick, or, B, you're consolidating a lot of assets to get him. That's true, yeah. I just, I just, I'm waiting for the time when somebody just somebody just says, what the hell? Like, I'm not buying that whole that's what you pay him because look at the top-paid quarterbacks in the league right now. Kirk Cousins, fucking dud. Aaron Rodgers not having a great year. Who else is up there on the I think, list? Well, I think Rodgers um, isn't having a great year because his, so much of the money is going Jimmy towards G's him. Jimmy G's hurt, you know. So much of the money is going towards him and not players around him. I think that's a big reason why he's not doing so well. Who? Rodgers. And also, you can yeah. manipulate the cap. No matter who you have, you can manipulate the cap. If you have somebody in there that knows what he's doing, like the Patriots do with Brady, or and the Steelers, we've seen Roethlisberger restructure his deal, too. You can make cap space. And they're 10th right now. they still got $9 million. Well, yeah, okay. So I'm nine million to play with right now on yeah. the roster. See, but okay, how much of that can you? How much talent can you bring in with nine million dollars? That's that's still they're still ahead of a lot of other teams though. They got cap space. Yeah, a lot of good teams. It's just, it's just, I, I found I I've recently found that so interesting with the, with NFL because you because who's the next big superstar quarterback to be good? good? Probably Jared Goff would be the next one to get paid a lot. To get the next next quarterback that's going to get paid, you are looking at Goff and Mahomes got drafted in the Mahomes, same draft. When Mahomes when Mahomes reaches that time to get his contract, he's doing what he's doing. He's going to get paid more than Rodgers is you right now. You just have to look well, at and that's that's kind of my other argument with these quarterbacks too. Like Jimmy G's contract at the time looked bad, but I believe what uh, was it? Aaron Rodgers got paid after him, and yeah. did Matt Ryan get paid after him? I don't know if Matt Ryan did. There's like one other quarterback that got paid after him, so the market's going to make. Push him down, especially next year too, with who's yeah. hitting the market. Yeah, the thing, the, the thing with, with, no, I'm talking about Jimmy. Oh, sorry. The thing, just, okay. the, the thing with this whole contract thing is that w- once they get have to pay Mahomes, they're probably not going to have any money for Kelsey, or maybe they have, they have to choose between Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. They won't have any money to go into that defense that they, they can't stop anything. It seems I think Raiders put up 30 points they're on going today. With the Oklahoma thought environment process as long and as you, you score more points, and, but you them. can't win. A, I mean, I still believe in running the ball and. Defense wins championships. It's very archaic, but it has been proven to work. Yes. I'm on the opposite. I think you just sink everything into offense at this point after watching, especially, especially how the defense just, is going. You just, yeah. yeah, you just sink everything. There's a dominant defense right now in the league. The most dominant defense. Most dominant defense in the league. Um, because the Saints um, are just putting up more points than you. Aside Saints from defense is doing good though. It's good, but it's not great. It's uh, Cowboys are good. Hasn't been a Cowboys, Cowboys looked really, actually really like Defense doesn't mean out. jack shit until playoff time. I will say the one model that may actually, that I kind of like that the the way the Rams are building their defense, it's just how many guys can we get on, on one-year deals and let's just see yeah. how we can go. And like they wanted to get Cleo Mack, as crazy it is, and what they would have done is they would have had him for a year. They couldn't fit him under, so they would have flipped him the next year. So maybe that's the way you're building your defense is you build this super awesome offense and then you and get a bunch just of one year rentals yeah. for defense. I could see the I could see the league working like that, especially with how copycat it is. Um, all right, so with the, we'll we'll have plenty of time for the debates as as far as overpaid quarterbacks go because you look at the top five paid quarterbacks in the league right now, all five of them are severely underperforming. I promise you, whether it be uh, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy G. Well, Jimmy's hurt. Uh, Matt Stafford, who was another one that I was going to throw out there, Joe Flacco. 
you know. But then can, the quarterbacks that are probably good are either on a rookie deal or still making a lot of money that take up cap space. But not but nearly not, but, as much as as the guys that are getting paid close. But to But some of those now. guys have. I mean, they've restructured. They're. I mean, they're still making good money, but their teams have been smart about the cap space yeah. though, and they've made sure that they've had to be fairly compensated to stay in that place. All right, how well, much is Bur- Roethlisberger getting paid? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm mouthing off all this without knowing how much <laughs> we're paying the quarterback. So, um, He's be making good all money. I know is that you pay an AB $88 million or something like that, some astronomical number. And then you're going to – I mean, Juju's on a rookie deal. James Conner's on a rookie deal. you got uh, TJ Watt's on a rookie deal. You have to have a good quarterback, and you have to have t- coaches that can really develop. Oh, it's all about coaching. sophomore. All about coaching. Fast. Yeah. If so you can do that fast, then you have a good shot. How much is he making, Mateo? Four years, $87 million. For Big Ben? Yeah. Okay. Like, it's he took and I mean like here it's back to the smart cap. He, he took a pay cut recently. He took, didn't he? Yeah, they restructured much, it. He started at seventeen uh, in two thousand sixteen, and then it's down to twelve, twelve, twelve. I mean, if that's how if you correctly s- structure it, kind of like Jimmy's, you just take a lot of the cap hit. It, it the, the front, first, yeah, yeah, the front, front and then end. it opens up everything else. Yeah. All right. Um, so moving on from McCarthy being fired on the losers list, uh, let's lighten it up a little bit. So I don't know if you guys paid attention, but this week was uh, in the NFL was uh, my cleats, my cause. Or my cause, my cleats. I think I just muffed that up backwards. Uh, Muhammad Sanu had a tribute to um, Steven Hillenburg, the creator of SpongeBob, that passed away. So mm. it was pretty cool. Did you guys notice any other uh, colorful-looking cleats that were out there on the field? I know uh, Kittle had one for Pat Tillman. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So it, for those of you listening, you just search on Twitter hashtag my cause, my cleats, or my cleats, my <coughs> cause. One of the, the one of the two combinations, and it'll pop up, and they are really cool. The different ones that are going on. Um, like Roethlisberger had one for the uh, synagogue victims, but a lot of with the way the NFL works is you can have cool warm-up cleats, but you can't wear them out while you're on the while you're playing the game. This is the one week where they lighten up and they're just like, here, do it. So definitely worth looking up. All right, last up on the losers list before we make a uh, special segue, uh, Belichick and Thielen had a little exchange today. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. A little yeah. Be- that was awesome. Belichick turned on a future white wide receiver of his. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, you were the chosen one. Thielen, I guess, did not like the fact that Belichick decided to challenge a call on the field that was the spot, the 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 spot of the ball on the field. He had some words for him, and Belichick was seen mouthing back, "Oh, shut the fuck up," or "Fuck off," or something along those lines. Um, and it was just kind of funny to watch. But uh, yeah, I just that was like Belichick. You are getting mad at the very the very thing that you you feast on. Like it's it's your niche. Who did Belichick? Was it last year that he told somebody to shut the fuck up too? He's getting there's a little a, out of control here, a, man. There's another player he dropped. Uh, oh gosh, I'd be dream. so mad if that curmudgeon told me to do that in the middle of a game. I'd just be like, "What are you? Do? No, you coach." What was Adam Thielen doing the? Weren't they down 24 10 at that but point? But that's what I'm saying. He was upset that he would even challenge it in the first place because oh. it was a, the spot of the ball. Oh. He thought it was bush league, so he let him he let him have a piece of it. And then Patrick Chung went down with an injury that he thought was fake. Sorry, left this out of the first first version. He thought Patrick Chung's injury was fake to buy um, Belichick more time to think about, do we want to challenge this call? So that's what he thought. They were just kind of in cahoots pulling you know, pulling some strings. Oh. And so he called it Bush League, and that's where Belichick told him to mind his own business, except he said it a little bit meaner. And uh, that was that. Mm-hmm. And I lied. There's one more winner. Before we hit the special segment, uh, did you guys see the video, uh, the sleeping video going around uh, that Jordan Bell took of Boogie, Draymond, and KD sleeping on the back of the bus? Oh, Flan, you're shaking your head. It's so it's it's a good video. It's pretty funny. Um, so, Mateo, you want to describe the video? 
They're just sleeping on the back of the bus. Thank you. That was elo- <laughs> eloquently put. So uh, Jordan Bell's walked towards. No, the back like of the I bus asked him because he he, was, he mentioned it on the rundown, and I was like, "Is there something that I missed?" <laughs> and then he was like, "It's just funny." And I was like, "Okay, it's okay." Just, it's funny to me because I had it, the sound off. It thought I thought of a question while I was watching it, and it because it, it's Jordan Bell at the back of the bus looking. Boogie's tucked off in one corner sleeping, mouth closed sleeping. You've got Katie straight ahead head just put back on the back of the bus with his mouth wide open and then Draymond's cuddled up in the other corner um, with his mouth open and Mateo noted that he was watching how close Draymond and KD were sleeping next to each other so they're cool because they're sleeping within the same vicinity of each other I'm so Um, emotionally rattled but my question is are you an open mouth sleeper are you a closed mouth sleeper Oh, open? Yeah, yeah, I'm a mouth breather. You're a mouth, yeah. I'm a mouth breather too, yeah. man. My mom has said that when th- she has come in to check on me before, and uh, <laughs> she said that it looks like I got rigor mortis that's kicked in. And I guess it's just been like that ever since I was a kid, and I just can't shake it. It just I, I just look like somebody's just gotten KO'd in fight night. Like, doom, see ya. Yeah, summer's bad. It's like I'm... You know, you're sweaty from how hot it is, and then it's like I'm just drooling on myself, too. It's yeah, it's all bad. Yeah. I, I feel that. Yeah, Flan, you're laughing like it doesn't happen to you. You just admitted you're a mouth sleeper. Or a uh, mouth, mouth sleeper, yeah. Yeah. It's not that bad. I don't <laughs> snore. I kick in my sleep, though, but I don't snore. It's just w- mouth wide open, just catching anything and everything, that you know, bugs and spiders. You know the average person like swallows like seven spiders in their sleep mm-hmm. in their lifetime? It's such a n- disgusting fact. I wonder how many you've done. How many have I? Yeah. I'm a, I don't like spiders, so it creeps me out even more. Mm. That's just one less spider on earth, though. Oh, You're God. just taking care of it. I'm destroying the ecosystem yeah. one nap at a time. And a special guest joining us for the latter half of, I guess it is latter half, of Winners and Losers. Tim Brown, how are you doing? Welcome back. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me back. After a lengthy uh, time on the IR. Okay, well, I didn't mean uh, for I, th- I didn't mean for that to happen. I'm sorry. Okay, things just happen and life moves fast. When was the last time you were on, Tim? Uh, I want to say right after the World Series. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, uh, okay guys. Yeah. Lengthy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Welcome you back, d- Tim. You just needed November off. That's all. You were Th- busy. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, November, very busy month for me. <laughs> with, uh, food and birthdays. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. I was thinking of you. Um, all right, so you were watching fights this weekend, and we will get to that in just a second. But I first want to say, uh, Flan, you have an open forum right now if you want to talk that smack to Tim. For the listeners that are, are paying attention uh, to the Cohort Fantasy Football League, Flan beat Tim in the first round. I of just our want playoffs. you guys to know that that team for that Cohort League, uh, my first five picks, three of those five picks were Kareem Hunt, Jarek McKinnon, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Jeez. Yeah, right. Thank you for What's your, your record? Thank you for your service. Uh, I lost the last two games, but I... I think you were f- uh, five and seven. We my, did 12 my, st- games. my starting line today was like was Tannehill. Okay, nobody cares. Nobody cares. You beat Sonny Tim. Sonny Michelle, Philip Lindsay, <laughs> yeah, Aaron, Aaron Jones. Okay, Tim, you want to list off your free, fantasy free, fucking big free, win? Big uh, yeah, free I'm, agent I'm wire. really happy. Let's see. I'm looking up the standings right now. I'm really happy a five and seven team came back to beat a four and eight team. <laughs> In the playoffs. Like, there's like they're supposed to so good job <laughs> the scoring system worked the way it's supposed to and that the better team did win okay well yeah. it was a 10 team league and i wanted to make sure that everybody stayed incentivized to play so i ensured that everybody would make the playoffs next year when we expand or or you know um downsize depending on who who comes back or, or whatnot uh it'll be you know everybody's in the playoffs again there'll be no buys but that was just the way it had to be it was the last bottom four seeds had to play each other and then you know now it's now it's the big boys, but there's still the uh, consolation bracket, so I encourage you to still stay focused on that. No, no money, but it's still pride. 
<laughs> okay. Not sold. I, I was just happy that I took uh, Antonio Brown away from you, Jeff, and also. Fuck off. I want to say that I took Boswell with my last pick right before you picked too, which I knew must have stung. Yeah, it did because I wait till the last pick of the draft to take my kicker, and I always try to aim for at least one stealer on the team. And luckily for me this year, once I saw that you snatched up AB, I was like, all right, I need to find a way to make Ben work on my team. So Ben Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers, my quarterbacks. Luckily, I had a bye this week, so I didn't have to decide between my two my two children. You know, no parent wants to do that. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get back on track here. You are here because we have a winner on the list. Uh, who won the Mariners-Mets trade that went down the other day? The Mariners won that trade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> explain. Explain. What, what do you want me to explain? Just got get dumping Robinson rid of Cano's Cano. contract? <laughs> he has five years left, and he's 35 years old. In the twilight of his career, just got popped for steroids and served an 80-game suspension. So we'll see what happens after that. Edwin Diaz was a good pick by them. Jay Bruce, he's probably going to get, you know, sent to AAA. Maybe he'll be the opening day starter. Same with uh, Swarzak. I don't even know that that's how you say his name. He'll be AAA. But they did end up with the Mets, I want to say number three, number four overall uh, prospects. So I think the Mariners won that trade. That's a safe bet. I'll be interested to see how the Mets are looking, though. I think at this point, the Mets are just phoning it in, and we won't, I won't be surprised if we see Tim Tebow at some point next year. They, sh- I, uh, the GM already yeah, said like that don't it. be surprised to see him on the forty-man roster at the end of the season. <laughs> yes, he's going spring training, and then he's going to make his way up to Major League Baseball. Tim, do you think with the deal that Diaz being on arbitration for the next two uh, arbitration? Two, say it one more time. Arbitration. Arbitration. I know I'm gonna butcher it, but whatever. Um, so I think do you, you sound like Boston, but go ahead. a little bit. So do you think with the, with Diaz being eligible for that, taking on Cano's Cano's deal, do you think it's worth that because of how much money they have? No, I mean Edwin Diaz, of course, is the prize of that one. Um, Cano's just a name to get people in there with Syndergaard on the trading block. Degrom's probably going to be traded by spring training. I mean, who else do you have there? Just Jose weird. Reyes? It just seems weird what they're doing, that they're still trying, because they're in the talks for uh, Kluber could be another name that's coming that way. Can you talk about the no. Mets? Sorry, yeah, the Mets. I tuned out for half a second there. Uh, did you bring up that they're trying to trade Syndergaard? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah, I really tuned out there. I'm sorry. And, uh, they could get DeGrom. a lot back from him, though. And DeGrom, yeah. too, yeah. There was already a, I don't know if it was an official trade offer or not, but there was a projected one where Syndergaard went to the Padres, and the Padres would have to give up Fernando Tatis Jr., which they're not going to do, but... No, not at all. Maybe try and yeah. maybe try and find a way to uh, try and pry Victor Victor and Victor uh, Meza from the uh, the Marlins. Throw a good enough maybe so. good enough package together there. Actually, I doubt the Marlins would do that. They wouldn't be screwed by an interdivisional team. So right. And also, uh, Jeff, I'm upset with you. I forgot to mention this to you over text message, but uh, Justice Sheffield, son of Gary Sheffield, was a big part of that New York trade for Paxton, and he was I want to say their number one overall pitching prospect so just want to throw that out there that you missed the sheffield connection oh i'm sorry it's okay all right overlooked uh, as long as i'm forgiven then we're, we're okay my favorite I guess today my favorite baseball baseball son is uh trey griffey because he was on the steelers preseason roster i don't know if he's i don't know if he's still on the practice squad or not uh he could be a free agent but yeah went to the university of arizona and he is a was a pittsburgh steeler you know had a had a cup of coffee with the pittsburgh steelers all right, so moving on to the first up on the losers list, we'll get to we'll get to the big winner here in a second. Uh, Adonis Stevenson has been a uh, 
upgraded from critical condition to stable condition after suffering a coma after getting uh, knocked the fuck out in a championship fight last night in Quebec. It was his first loss in Canada. Thoughts on the situation? Uh, I don't know how that's a loser if you get upgraded from critical to <laughs> stable. Jeff, he's in a coma. He got knocked out and he's in a coma. There's the silver lining there that he's in stable condition, but he's still in a coma. So I'm going to register that as a loss. You could have just said that he lost the fight. That's true. That I'm could sorry. have been yeah. the first. Uh, very aggressive. But all right. What are you? What are your thoughts on the Adonis situa- situation aside from me being so uh, just rough? I mean, I'm stoked that he got upgraded to stable from critical. Um, it's, a, it's a fight. It's a fight sport. You're 41 years old. Uh, things happen. I mean, there's been boxers who have been killed in the ring before. And, you know, it catches up with you. And at any given time, you could get hit, land awkwardly. And it's a risk that you take going in there. Okay, well, w- with that being said, why do you think we see so many more boxers dying in the ring uh, than we do uh, mixed martial artists? Like, I-, I would think that a kick to the face could generate way more force and could be way more detrimental than getting caught by a, by a hook that, that, you know, obviously he took quite a few. But if you see how Adonis gets uh, hit with the, with the hook as he goes down and then he gets popped with a couple more, you look at somebody... Um, I forget who it was. Was it Edson Barbosa that got hit with a with a north south kick or whatever you call that thing? And he he wobbled for a second. He like did a little dance in the in the ring. I'm just surprised that more guys in MMA aren't aren't dying. I mean, how many 41 year olds are out there fighting too? In That's MMA? true. Yeah. Well, they're they are getting older. You look at all the UFC stars, like like r- reputable stars. They're in their late 30s. You know, Twilight. I, I think I would just say. The only reaction that I would have to that is that in boxing, the padding does help to a point where it's going to keep you in the fight. It's still going to hurt when you get hit. It's still you're still going to get knocked out. But with those ladder gloves and everything, it doesn't might not per se take as much force to knock you out cold. That's at least, and, yeah. You know, you're not sitting there taking repeated punishment unless you have a horrible referee. And I think you the, know the best example of that would be well McGregor in both instances where. You had uh, Jose or Jose Aldo who came running at him, and mm-hmm. he just gets clipped. And it's because of the people were saying it's because of the the, the thin, wet, non non heavy gloves, um, and just catching him at the right moment as he's coming forward. And then as as far as a shitty referee letting the, you get the shit beat out of you, look at what happened with Khabib and Connor, where he was wailing on him for a solid thirty seconds, and Herb Dean didn't call the fight. Like he just let mm-hmm. he let McGregor kind of take his whoop in there. Well, I mean, McGregor was covered up. He wasn't you know completely defenseless, and I. Do credit Herb Dean for not stopping it early because he's been called on that before for stopping it early. But you know, you get people out there like Mario Yamasaki has had multiple. I heard the laugh. He's had multiple yep. horrible stoppages. Uh, he's even, the worst. I mean, I'm surprised. Even Dana Weiss came out and said, "I don't know why he, this guy still has a job." <laughs> That's pretty much every <laughs> time I see him refing a fight, I'm waiting for like a Dana White tweet about it. And is it bad that even when I play UFC on video games, as soon as I hear Mario Yamasaki, I quit the match? <laughs> is that you have UFC three? Yeah, it's a great game, dude. I, I ran through the campaign mode on that before I started playing uh, Red Dead. It was pretty fun. It was a great time killer. Oh, how are you doing on Red Dead, by the way? I am in chapter four. Thank you for asking. Do you want me keeping, to ruin it for keeping you? Keeping up with the Chronicles? No, I already. I have a feeling Arthur's gonna die. Okay. Did you play the first one? Yeah. So you already know that he does. Yeah. <laughs> Because you don't go after him. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was just saying, you're not going to spoil it for me, okay? I, already, I think I just finished, uh, like, the mission I'm about to do is when you go after uh, Angelo Bronte. 
and you have to go through oh. the swamp. So I'm at that point. There you go. I'm almost through uh, through chapter four. Did Our, you kill the crocodile yet? Uh, no, didn't kill it. Just scared it off. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for spoiling that first part of the mission that I have a feeling that I'm going to be experiencing as I go through the swamp. Um, all right, last up on the winners losers list before we get to our very special new segment that we're going to be debuting featuring Tim Brown. Uh, Fury Wilder happened. We're all winners from that fight uh, uh, last night. It was such an entertaining fight. I have to admit, um, due to prior obligations with what I was, uh, you know, the, the tournament I was covering, I only got to see from the fourth round on, so I did not see what happened in the first three rounds. Uh, I joined the stream a little late, but boy, was that a fucking fight! Yeah, I mean, I don't know which ref had it one fifteen to one eleven, but this is just, I think, with boxing nowadays, it's. Just, I don't know what it is, but it just seems like there's always one judge that's like, I don't know what you guys saw, but this guy just beat the shit out of the other dude when really that didn't happen. I think the judges need to get together and actually uh, have like a little note in front of them because there, there's things that you're supposed to you're supposed to uh, look for in a fight and there's order of importance. But you know certain judges apply certain things and they feel are more key than others. So I think the judges need to come together and, and sort of talk about that. Um, and, and find out like what's the most level what's the one thing that we can look forward as like the ultimate deal breaker in this fight like is it about who comes forward is it about who lands more is it about who's able to uh, draw more energy out of his opponent you know it's certainly the ring control you know um, knockdowns well I mean, that that was crazy I think first off boxing scoring system I agree with Joe Rogan is antiquated and the whole you know let's lose points for for knockdowns and that's how Wilder came back because he dropped Fury twice in the last what that the last three rounds he dropped him twice and that yeah. that, that last one um, Fury looked like it, he the way his head bounced off the canvas I thought for sure that was that, that was late plug your mic in sir um, I thought I thought for sure that he was gonna that the fight was gonna get called. Yeah, you're back in. There you go. I'm back. All right. Um, yeah, the the way his head bounced off the canvas and the ref took like an extra three seconds to start the ten count there too. So Fury got a little extra time there, but I think it was well a, a tie for sure. Those guys traded and went to war. Fury had him in the beginning, and then all of a sudden Wilder got a second wind and just started coming after him. It was nuts. Yeah, it was definitely a good fight. Um, I just love all the memes going around where people are putting you know i don't know if it's how to properly say it i guess superimposing fury's face on the undertaker sitting yeah there. Um, <laughs> yeah just, it was it was all under yeah up. after that second knockdown it was all undertaker avatars that's what it and is memes and everything i think that's the hilarious. i think the biggest takeaway we have from this fight is i can't wait for a rematch but i think the next biggest takeaway is anthony joshua is taking some hits here with his reputation because and Mateo's shaking his head. I want to hear why, but um, I'll present this argument: is that Wilder and Fury, Fury more so raised his stock because it was his first fight in his comeback. But Wilder showing that he's not going to turn away from a bigger, uh, strong, arguably stronger opponent, even though he, d he technically didn't drop him. But again, that's you could put that on Fury uh, in his conditioning and whatnot for his first fight back. Joshua and his team are so concerned about their record that they are always going to go for the safe fight. They're pulling more of the Mayweather approach, if you ask me they're trying to keep him undefeated because an undefeated heavyweight boxer he's filling up the o2 <laughs> arena in london bless you flan he's he's loading up the the arena that's an eighty thousand person arena you know to come see this guy fight and if he loses in, to an american that's that's big so uh anthony joshua in your camp for what it's worth i'm calling you out why am i wrong mateo well i feel that they're taking the mayweather approach and trying to build up two opponents that really don't have much credibility and Fury's a guy that did, but 
he had a long layoff, and the two fights that he came back weren't really credible. And then Wilder's just raw. I love watching him. He's one of my favorite fighters. He's one of the reasons like I love heavyweights that I'm back watching him. He's I so love reckless. Yeah, he is. And so this was perfect for his camp. He built them up. He got them more credibility. They're going to have another rematch. And then he gets to face a winner that looks a lot more credible than where they were three or four months ago. Tim, who's right? Uh, you both are correct in, oh your, own, in your both manner. I'm going to be... Pick the splinters just, out of your ass. Okay, so here's what I'm going to go ahead and say. If they wait any longer to do this fight between either Fury... Honestly, it's not going to be Fury, but if they wait any longer to do the Wilder-Joshua fight, it's just going to lose fans. And it's going to be like if Pacquiao and Mayweather running back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's really going to care about two, those two guys running it back for the third time? And after watching Joshua go through uh, Klitschko and the other guy that he fought, uh, Anthony Joseph or something, or Joseph Anthony, I forget the guy's name, the New Zealander, uh, Joshua is way more... Uh, technically skilled than Wilder because Wilder's reckless and it would be a very interesting matchup because Joshua could sit there and systemically pick him apart but Wilder will get those random just bursts of just and flurries in which I think have the potential to drop Joshua do you, you are you Joshua's camp scared I said Joshua's camp scared of Deontay Wilder I think they were just building it up for more money but my question is do you are you a little bit worried about Wilder that he faced a guy that is a lot more technical, and that's probably closer to Joshua, but had a, such a long layoff, and what was the, he was up to 400 pounds, mm-hmm. and it, he still, it took him about eight rounds to figure it out. Was Is that good or bad for Wilder? I think it's fine for him. It's, it's the way that he fights, right? And so that's the whole thing, is you're not going to go into, uh, we'll switch it to UFC, because this was just called out recently, Alistair Overeem versus Derek Lewis. I mean, that's to me, that's the equivalent of it, right? You have a guy who's a brawler and a technical striker. People are going to tune in to watch it, and I don't understand how much money, more money are you going to get when you're already selling out, like Jeff said, the O2 Arena with 80,000 fans. Yeah, but you know? you're also, but you're getting now an American draw, too. I mean, yeah, you are selling out O2, um, but isn't that usually on, like, a Showtime type of deal? I mean, you do have the pay-per-view. But, I mean, to get American fans involved in it, I mean... They're this, both, this they're both Showtime of... fighters, which is the most frustrating part about this, is that they can't hash it out, or Showtime sitting back. And, and Showtime's the reason to blame for this, because they know that they can make a bigger score. Mm-hmm. If you were getting people to buy Wilder Fury for $75, and then Fury... Which, that's insane. Fury even opened... Well, it was a good card to begin with, but I missed most of it because of that obligation. But if I could run it back, I, w- I would watch all those fights, even though I know how they end now, because they reviewed it, you know, during the broadcast. But, um... It, it's it just imagine filling up the Dallas Cow AT and T Stadium like you know it's it's a huge draw and I don't understand why they're I mean I get it, the the Showtime aspect you want to put it off put it off put it off but at some at some point the one thing that the UFC has done that's been great is the UFC has always given us the fights that we want to see whereas boxing's always been this let's beat around the bush and dick around and waste people's time build up try and build up as much hype as possible and then capitalize on it right and for me I think the last big fight that I actually can ever remember in boxing thinking about purchasing and buying was Holyfield Tyson when Tyson bit his ear. And that was however many years yep, ago. That put a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Interesting. I remember the Holyfield Pacquiao fight where Pacquiao forced him into, or uh, De La Hoya, excuse me, De La Hoya Pacquiao fight where uh, Pacquiao forced him into retirement with that left straight. Just boom, boom, boom. Just beating him for eight rounds straight until De La Hoya finally threw in the towel. Yeah. And so, like I said before, I don't know how much bigger you can make this fight before you overhype it and people start falling off. And I think that's what boxing needs as a sport, too. They need to combine all these 
different WBC, W, whatever the other ones are. Combine them all into one, you know, yeah, it's one the, competitive they're, boxing they're ne- league. They're never going to give up that. Happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. those organizations but, make way too much money off of this. That's the problem with boxing. But I mean, I I get it. You want like a tournament of champion style. That'd be like having a UFC champion go up against a one fighting champion and uh, who like a Bellator champion. Like that would be very interesting. But I mean, they all they're all different commissions that test for different drugs and use different. Um, you know, certain gloves are allowed in certain instances and blah blah blah. All the the political BS. But I. I will say that I think in 2019, it's it's. I have a good feeling that it's going to happen in 2019. It'll it'll be towards the end of the year because what you want to do is you're going to have Wilder Fury two, and the winner of that, uh, I don't think it deserves a rematch. Uh, after that, run it back, and if whoever wins that should go and fight Joshua and try and unify all the belts because they're they're fighting for the WBO which Wilder has, and then Joshua's got the IBF, WBC, and the uh, the other one that I'm blanking on. I think believe the WBA. So, you know, which is all just boxing association, commission, uh, organization, International Boxing Federation, all this. It's all the same shit. But, all right, so that... So, but oh, go what ahead. Do you do, so here's my thing. So say you do run it back with the Wilder-Fury fight, and Wilder loses. Then what happens? Then Fury because fights... For Fury, me, for me Fury, Joshua... I'm not gonna pay attention. I don't care about that fight. You know, Fury I agree. Wilder, I, I will buy. Yeah, I, I will watch those two go at it. Yeah, I agree with you. If Fury beats Wilder, then it's it's. I don't want to see Fury at all against Joshua. See, I'm the complete opposite because I think Joshua has been ducking these guys. So I just want to see him fight these guys. And even if he needs like, it, it, and then you just find out who the most dominant heavyweight is, and then you look for the next guy to climb up the totem pole and try and take a shot at these guys. I don't want to take too much away from Fury, but he just looks so out of shape. I mean, it's, he's, it he, a, it's a great comeback story yeah. for where he came from. Dude's only 30 years old. Give him some time. Like, he'll be back. I think he's had a lot of wear and tear, too. He'll be in way better shape when he comes back for the rematch. All right, that'll conclude. Yeah, that's great. So, (laughs) no, we're not concluding this yet. We're still having this conversation. (laughs) So, say, here's my, for my completely stupid bias of it, have Joshua Wilder fight, if those camps can agree, like, they almost did but didn't. Have him fight, I don't even care. Have him fight at Wembley. That's a 90,000-seat stadium. You will sell it out. Have those two fight. Have the loser fight Fury, and then the winner of that fight. I don't care if it's Wilder Fury. I don't care if it's Joshua Fury. Have those guys go back, whoever wins that fight, and have them challenge for the championship. Wait, run that back one more time. I got confused in that in the words. Sorry. <laughs> so, so do you go Joshua Wilder? Yes. Winner of that is your champion. Yes. Loser of that fight goes and fights Fury. Okay. Winner of that fight fights whoever the winner of the first fight was for the championship. I right. think that's the way that you can make all camps happy. That and makes you're sense. You're going to make the most money. I think that makes sense because Fury is the one with the least amount of ego in that group. But it's like, why are we punishing Tyson Fury for tying a champion in his first real test back from that layoff? That's my that's my question to to sit there and ponder on. Maybe have him go against Luis Ortiz. He, Ortiz had a huge knockout on that card too. Wilder took care of Ortiz though. So, so you're saying who wins King of the Ring? Yeah, well, so you're saying who rings wins King of the Ring gets the headline SummerSlam? That's what you're saying, right? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, WrestleMania okay. is the winner of that. Yeah, there you go. All right. And then once again, the Undertaker comes back and destroys everybody. <laughs> you know, he's undefeated. Here comes, I don't know, throw whoever boxer you want out there to come back out of retirement. All right, I am putting, a, I am doing the executive wrap on winners and losers. Thank you very much for that, Tim. And now we don't have the imaging for it, but we are going to introduce Tim Brown's stat of the day. So, uh, in the meantime, give us a drum roll, everybody. Drum roll, drum roll, Flan, you're still there, you're still alive. All right, Tim, what is the stat of the day? 
uh, Dennis Rodman has had seven games of tw- or of at least twenty rebounds and zero points. What? That's I like your that. Of the day. I like yeah. that. That is a that is a tough guy. That it's is a grinder. A, yeah, oh, exactly. Took the words right out of my mouth. I was stumbling too much. That is the, Draymond Green looks at that and jerks <laughs> off to that right now. He's thinking twenty <laughs> rebounds and zero points. Dennis Rodman. Do that. How many times did he do that again? Bill Belichick wishes uh, he could turn that into a receiver. Seven times in his career. Seven times wow. in his career. I appreciate the Belichick reference. That won't go unnoticed. Wow, um, seven. seven times. That's absurd. Well, you know, when, you ha- when you're playing with Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, you can let those guys do all the scoring. You occasionally let it, uh, Steve Kerr and uh, Kukoch drop some points. You just have to get boards. That's all you have to do. I mean, when you come up with, you know, Isaiah Thomas and Lambeer, just go get the board, throw it to one of those guys. That is true. Was is Rodman's iconic photo of him laying out full stretch for a rebound? Is that in a Pistons jersey or in a Bulls jersey? Uh, Where he's like four feet off the ground and just goes straight Superman I think for it's the Bulls. Bulls. Yeah. So he was with the Bulls when he did that, and then he ended up kicking the cameraman afterwards. Mm. Yes, yes, I remember that. We that also, was great. You know, this is where my mind was going with the Rodman thing. When you said seven times, I was like, oh, he's going to talk about all the different styles of hair dye that he used. I thought you were going to talk about that. When you were going with the iconic photo, I thought you were going to say him in the wedding dress. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> when he married himself. Yeah. Although, shout out to Rodman because he did he did uh, get with Carmen Electra. So that is props to you, sir. Thank you for your service. Did he really? Yeah, yeah he did. And Welcome he, back, sir. Yeah. And he was in WCW, boxing. too. Okay, yeah. fair enough. He wrestled Carl Malone. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Rodman was, a, was that everywhere. That was a great story. Listening about that with the, the promotion, how the Bulls were unaware that that was going on. Oof. Yeah. All right. Well, wasn't they, he also? What was the other thing that he did recently? He met up with uh, Kim Jong. Oh, oh yeah, he's, he's our the, North yeah. Korean ambassador. That's what we're, he's, we're hanging out. Peace broker. Oh my God! Yeah, there's an iconic sound of that. Look it up on YouTube where uh, he's going off on a CNN acre, and he's he's just we're the ones. We're the ones doing it. It's just going to look back at us and reward us because we're the ones that are doing this. And it's just a, a senile rant from a crazy Dennis Rodman knowing and, and, and knowing in full confidence that that's how we're getting along with North Korea because we sent over somebody that's just as crazy as their, as their leader. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, another quick stat for you just since it's the first one. Oh, extra stat. This one, this one just popped up. Uh, the Steelers suffer first loss at home when leading by 14 plus points. All right, fuck you. Before today, there were 220-0-2. Now they are 221-2. All right, thank and you, this Tim. Is why, this is why I get kicked off the show. Yes, thank you, Tim. All right, and that was Tim Brown. You got to plug your mic back in, Mateo. You keep playing with it. Oh, no. It's a what stat? That was great. You're trying to get kicked off too? All right, Tim Brown. Well, will be... I think my mic's coming unplugged because of it. every Maybe time I put down the Steelers. Tim Brown might be back next show. We are not sure. Thank you, Tim, for stopping by. I'll either be back or I'll be on the losers list. We'll see which one it is. <laughs> Excellent dismount. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya. See ya, Tim. You know what you have to ask Wednesday now? How does Timmy Brown sleep? Oh, yeah. Well, we could just text him right now. I'll text him, actually. Are you an open mouth sleeper or a closed mouth sleeper? Are you open mouth? Results revealed at the end of the show. Or closed mouth sleeper. Oops, sent the V instead of a question mark. That's awkward. All right. Um, you know what? You know what, Flan? Are you you're still with us? You don't know much about boxing. That's okay because we're bringing you back into the show. Uh, it's time for hashtag hysteria. No God! No, God, please, no! No! Yeah! No! Yeah! No! Yes! Hashtag hysteria.
Hashtag hysteria for week 13. Brendan Flanagan, how are you feeling about these hashtags? Great. Okay, that's good. That's that's promising. What is your first... Has, actually, I want to do this a different way. And Mateo, if you think of any flat hashtags on the way, you're more than welcome to. We're going to break down every game, and we're going to do it in about... We're going to spend like maybe a minute on each game, okay? And if these games come across and you have a hashtag for them, you let me know, okay? Does that work? Uh, sure. Okay. F- uh, format switch. Uh, Thursday night game, Cowboys beat the Saints 13-10. to 10. Jesus. No, don't even start. Do you have Jesus. anything for that game? No. Nope. Okay. Don't worry about Drew Brees, okay? Everybody has one bad game. And if Aaron Rodgers is so great, he's had a lot of bad games, okay? <laughs> That's so a, I, I give you credit for turning that somehow into an Aaron <laughs> Rodgers thing. <laughs> very very Skip Bayless. Yeah, that was very so good. So all I'm saying is that he, he's, he's due for one bad game, okay? They're still going to be fine. Uh, they're going to be a top two seed in the playoffs anyway. I'm just waiting on the Rams' inevitable loss that's going to happen at some point uh, in these final three weeks or four weeks. Cowboys defense is fucking good. <laughs> It's good, but uh, it's good. It's good at all the layers. Their offense is disgusting, though. So, uh, Bears Giants, Flan, do you have one for Bears Giants? Nope. Okay. What are your thoughts on the Bears Giants? Um, I thought it was surprising. Well, I mean, I kind of figured it was going to happen with Trubisky out. Um, with whether Chase Daniels was in at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: Odell Beckham Jr. showed the world that he is a better quarterback than not only Eli Manning, but also Chase Daniel. Did you see that? Did you see that trickery? It. That trick. He's got better throwing motion than probably thirty percent of the quarterbacks out there. No, it's there. garbage. He it's shot better than that Ke- thing. It's better than Kessler. Even how bad it was, I was like, God, he's still better than like thirty percent of the quarterbacks. He's still way better on than a rope than Tebow too. Um, all right, Cardinals, Packers. Do you have anything for that? Uh, hashtag pack your bags. Ooh, nice. burn. All right, why? Uh, Mike McCarthy uh, got fired, and I bet you he'll be the next coach of the Cleveland Browns. Ugh. Wow. Oh, so I hope Cleveland doesn't do that. What a match made. You don't think that'd be a good one? I just I'm not a big McCarthy fan. No, I'm a huge I, I think McCarthy he fan. I think he's just so far behind in, in what needs to be done in terms of passing the football and using utilizing the best talent. I just when you watch Jamal what Jamal Williams is taking snaps from Aaron Jones, there's a lot of confusing things and how he handed uh, mishandled uh, short yardage situations. Clock um, management. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, lost you, respect. You, I mean, everyone, everyone's saying the same about Andy Reid before he went to Kansas City. When he was that's in that, that's fair too. I also like Bruce Arians too as a fit for Cleveland over yeah, McCarthy. I think Kansas City's also a way better run franchise than Cleveland, so it's a lot easier for uh, Andy Reid to. Well, no, but everyone was saying that he, he like he's lost a step, Andy Reid, when he when he when he was at the end of his tenure with the. That's Eagles. a really good point. Andy I, I, had, I had the same. <laughs> uh, that's the same opinion I had with yeah. Andy Reid. Andy Reid's been losing steps with every loop in the belt that has to get bigger and bigger. Okay? All that barbecue. <laughs> ever since too much he was ever there. since he was a child, that one that one picture of Andy Reid doing the punt pass kick convert or whatever the thing it was. Uh, competition as a 13-year-old, and he's head and shoulders above everybody else. He's built he built like a he, lineman. He's a big unit. Yeah, you know, he's a unit and a half. Um, all right, Colts, Jags, do you have anything for this one? Um, hashtag no luck. Did you just come up with that on top yeah, of your head? Right oh, pretty good. I was going to say, you were you were yawning. I was going to say, hashtag yawn fest. Six nothing, the Jaguars beat the Colts, so I guess Jalen Ramsey doesn't have to eat crow this week, but... I still believe in the Colts. I think the Jags. That was just a the Jags needed that game more than the Colts did. Uh, I think the Colts needed it more with all the teams that were there. Interesting. I mean, you look at their. I had their schedule written down. Let's see if I can pull it up. I mean, they've got at Houston, uh, Dallas, Giants, and at Tennessee. I mean, to to lose to a team that didn't score a touchdown. That's true. And then you look at the Jags rest of the season. They have the Titans, the R words, the Dolphins, and the Texans. So the Jags can use this as a uh, motivation to go. The best they could do is eight and eight, and the Texans are winning that division. 
but it doesn't mean that they can't leapfrog Indy or uh, or the Titans in the process. I think I, I don't think it's going to happen while well you have either one of those quarterbacks in your backfield though. All right, Flan. Next game is the where where to go? I lost track. No. Next game is the Browns and Texans. You have something for that? Do not. Okay, that's fine. Do you have anything coming off the top of your head? No, but it's just yeah, the Texans. The Texans are just a sleeper one seed at this point, or yeah, two seed. It's sleeper two seed. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> was it? Was it? Uh, but Big Cat said that uh, he said he'll cut off his pinky if the Texans win. Yep, ever yep. since they won, they've won nine Ooh. straight. Cut since. off the tip of his pinky <laughs> if he win. Yep, that's a different podcast that you should definitely listen to after ours. But yes, that is that is true. The Big Cat threatened to cut off the tip of his pinky. There will be a doctor present. He will just be making sure that he won't die. He won't do the operation. He's just going to make sure that everything is handled. Uh, in a somewhat professional manner. Wow, that's a way to get content. So not gonna lie, I'm actually pretty stoked on the possibility <laughs> that the Texans could go far. As long as they don't be, as long as the Steelers get dropped before they even play the Texans, then I'll be fine. But if the Steelers lose to the Texans, I'm like, oh, man, all right. Is there a digit or anything you would give, like, if you had a cut that you would sacrifice for for any team to just, make the playoffs? Yeah, just if I was okay. Would it be? Would you rather? I, would you rather do a pinky or would you rather do your pinky toe? Uh, pinky Is toe for sure, because I stud that shit all the time. I would cut off my pinky toe. If I'll cut off my pinky toe, if the Denver Broncos come back to win the Super Bowl, I'll one up him. I'll take off the entire toe. I'll take off the entire toe. The Denver Broncos. Can I, make the I playoffs, wasn't asking I you to do that, but I don't think they'll make. I don't think they'll make the. I don't even think they'll. Win, they have no shot at winning the Super Bowl. So I feel pretty safe at saying Denver Broncos win the Super Bowl. I'll cut off my right pinky toe. Well, I'm on Denver's bandwagon now. All right, congratulations. <laughs> uh, I still think, like I said, I still think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't know that they have an, a legitimate shot at making a nice run. Next game. The Panthers at Buccaneers. Do you have anything for that? Uh, no, but the uh, Panthers are in free fall right now. Oh, it seems free like. fall. Hashtag free fall. Hey, there you go. Hashtag free fallen. How about that? Mm. Shouts, yeah. Good song. Okay. John Mayer's version was better. Uh, well, I'm not a fan of either, so hot oh, takes. Wow. There you go. Know. Yeah. I thought Tom Petty was a little overrated, to be completely honest. His songs are pretty annoying. So uh, they're like good old-fashioned, you know, like, I don't know. He's, him and John Mellencamp, you know? Like, it's just... That's it's good music, but it's not music I want to listen to on the regular or really at all. So that's for a different type of crowd than me. Um, yeah, dude, the Buccaneers. You lose to a team like the Buccaneers, where Jameis Winston all of a sudden looking like you know Jameis Winston's out there playing for his job because he knows that uh, he's gotten his hand caught in the cookie jar uh, <laughs> um, too many times there. So you know he's got he's got to be on his best behavior and he's got to ball out essentially to make sure that he still holds on to his job. Next game we're gonna take a look at the Dolphins. At the Bills, do you have a hashtag for that? Uh, no, but actually, hashtag referees. Why? Because a Bills player went after a referee. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I did see that, and now he's denying that it even happened. Mm-hmm. So it was all on video and everything. The Bills are a real contender with Josh Allen as a quarterback, though. I think that's a huge takeaway that we can take away from this. Hashtag elite NFL size hands. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, for Josh yeah. Allen. Is is Josh Allen the most entertaining rookie quarterback? Look, at they should they had a shot at winning that game as the highlight plays right I, now. Charles Clay. Had, they said he ran over 800 yards in this game in terms of how much distance he traveled. That was a terribly like, thrown ball, but I, I'm going to blame his elbow there. But go I, ahead, yes. Like, I bashed the shit out of Josh Allen on this pod last couple of times, but I came away like, God, this guy's actually really entertaining he as a is, quarterback. He is, and he caught a lot of flack from Wyoming, or coming out of Wyoming because his completion percentage was so low, but it's just like you have to take into account um, oh, he's gotten better as season's gone. He doesn't have he doesn't have much talent around yeah. him. Yeah, and I've I've actually been I mean especially <coughs> the arm he might have the biggest arm outside of Mahomes in the league too. I I wouldn't deny it. I'm on board with that. All right, uh, next game, <laughs> my new least favorite team in the NFL, the Denver Broncos. 
beat the Cincinnati Bengals uh, like I predicted they would. The Broncos have a very easy schedule the rest of the way. And uh, like I said, like I said, I don't think they're going to make much of, much of a run in the playoffs. Shout out to you, Philip Lindsay, as your running back. When you drafted him in I the— I didn't draft him. I picked him up oh, on waivers. Okay, when you picked him up on the waivers, when I saw him on your team, I was like, who the hell is this? And ever since I've said that to myself, every week it seems like Philip Lindsay is producing. So I got, I got him off waivers. I got Sony Michelle off waivers. You probably got Aaron Jones off waivers? I got Aaron Jones yeah. off waivers. Jeez. And you're talking to the resident expert right here. Yeah. Did you have a hashtag for that game? I'm sorry. Um, maybe no. hashtag Marvin Lewis because he's going to get cut for sure. Cut, fired, yeah. done. He's please, done. Yeah. Please, Bengals, do the right thing. Hashtag Hugh. Stephen A. Smith will be so happy. Hashtag <laughs> Hugh Jackson, baby. Collision course. That's oh, what's going to happen God. there. All right, next up on the list, we have Ravens at Falcons, Battle of the Birds. Do you have anything? What was, what was it? It was the Ravens at Falcons. Who won? Uh, the, Fal- or the Ravens did 26 Ravens won it? Yeah. Damn. Uh, I know, it makes the, the loss. Hashtag, oh, I don't know, just our hashtag rookie. <laughs> hashtag something bird theme. Yeah, Battle of Birds, I'll go with that right there. Or hashtag call. call. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually watched an episode of The Office where they did the, the roast of Michael Scott, and he goes out to the parking lot with his paper and just sits in there, call, call, <laughs> throws, throws, throws bread out or whatever. There's no birds. It's like middle of winter on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that I don't know, man. This I just feel like it's like Lamar Jackson. How honestly, how long can they keep this charade up? You know, he's the, not the long term solution. It's, no, it's, it's a total short term solution. It's gonna be tough. And they waste a is. first round pick on him. Yeah, they traded into the first round pick to get him. A five year contract for a quarterback. I mean, they, they're doing five years now for rookie deals. Yeah, if you're in the first round, it's a five year deal. Oh, that's why teams sh- trade into the first round. That's crazy. Right? So I mean, if. Like I, gosh, I'm I'm so I'm always dr- I'm so spoiled on Lamar Jackson. <laughs> so now I'm you really now you now it kind of puts it in perspective if you're if you're a football player, you're oh. like I want them to get their big contract. And also, yeah. it's just yeah. We got Thomas for three more years now. Oh God, yeah, yep, we do. <laughs> Maybe we could take the approach if we if we attach a draft pick. Gentlemen, we'll get there in a second. Don't you worry. Oh yeah, hold, yeah. Hold on, hold on. We're we're waking our way down the line because you guys are gonna take your licks and I'll take my licks. So don't worry. Next game up on the list. Oh, my Steelers Rams, lost a game. Rams, Lions. Uh, That's for you, you have, cousin John. Do you have a hashtag for this or no? Hashtag per. Oh, uh, did you just come up with that? Yep. I have a, I have a better one. NFC hashtag NFC West champs. The Rams clinched the NFC West championship. With this win, the Lions are just absolutely disgusting and inept. I don't know what to say, really. They made it. They kept it close at first, but then the Rams kind of separated themselves. Shout out to Todd Gurley for doing the right football thing and getting down at the one again. He's got and it. Then, and then, and then, you got to stand into the And then yeah. he scored. Yeah, he ended Thank up scoring. You, later. I was very worried. Yeah. For that. <laughs> um, all right, next up on the list of games, we have the Chiefs at the Raiders. Do you have a hashtag for that? Uh, I have this one goes to this game and the Seahawks Niners game. Right, we'll it's talk about both. We'll talk about the Bay Area teams right now. Uh, tank for Bosa. Oh, uh, yes. I the think two it's worst teams in football are in the Bay What a great area. day. It's what pretty, a great day. It's pretty evident. I don't know what else to say right now at this point with these with these teams. Uh, it's just it's terrible football. It's it's it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful making me football. so. It, it justifies my purchase of the red zone this late in the season for the discount. You know, subtle flex, humble brag. Um, it's just because I don't have to. I'm not forced to watch those teams play football right now, and it's just. You guys, they have, they you guys don't deserve that. Raider fans don't deserve that. I want you they, guys to just be good already. Well, the Niners have some bright spots on offense, but their defense is just so. They're just. I a, don't know. Yeah, they don't really have much on. I mean, Defoe's at least going to get to ten sacks. Fred Warner isn't going to get arrested. <laughs> I. That's going to be my Pulverari pick of the of the <laughs> whole thing. Is Fred Warner won't get arrested. 
Uh, secondary is just so banged up, but I don't know. I'm just I'm so tired of the moral victories. I just want them to do this the right dirty <laughs> I want, way. I want, I want the number one pick. <laughs> I want win victories. I don't want. I, I don't want, want any more wins. Uh, it sucks, but I, I want the number one pick. I want Nick Bosa. Oh, I was completely on the opposite track. I think I would think that you'd want actual wins at this point. Well, not at this point. You probably want to just tank. But at at some point, as a Niner fan, you're just like, just win, damn it. it. What does it prove? I mean, we we we've gone into this like year uh, last week, but yeah. they won last year. They yeah. won with Jimmy G last year. That was fun. That was cool. They and had all the it did was make you guys super annoying the entire offseason talking about how it's gonna be a different different thing with Jimmy G. Well, maybe if Jimmy runs out of bounds. I mean, look how with all the <laughs> with all the close losses, and you see the playoff race. They yeah. And the way their schedule broke, there was a lot of things that were positive. Well, the good news is, is they're gonna have another easy ass schedule again because they're one of the worst teams in football, and that's just how they reward them. So. You will have probably another game against the Raiders next year. No, not no. for three years. Oh, that's true, huh? Because you played the entire AFC West this year. Mm-hmm. Well, they usually try. Oh, oh, and you'll you'll play two really bad NFC. Well, teams. Shanahan had a great stat, and it's that in preseason their travel they traveled more in preseason than Carolina travels through their whole year. Really? Yeah, and just for them to have that stretch where they had. Well, that's how it is when you make it out west, though, because a lot of concentration of teams are on the east. Yeah, I mean it's it's nothing, but I mean the way the schedule. There was a stretch where they had that Thursday night game at home against the Raiders. I'm trying to think if this is right. And then it went. They they had another home game. Then they had the bye, and then they went to Tampa, which was a bad game. But like that was all like a month where they stayed in California. And to lose Jimmy, it's just frustrating to see where their how their schedule was so set up for them to make some late push. Yeah. All right, we got our answer, fellas. Um, so what were the what was the bets? Do we think Tim is an open or closed mouth sleeper? Flan, open or closed? Closed. 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 Do you think he's closed? I'm gonna. Uh, well, I already know the answer, so I can't say it. Tim Brown says open cotton mouth every morning. <laughs> so thank you, Tim. We are giving you the laughing, crying face emoji, even though you can't see it right now. So is that four for four, or all of? Yeah, all of us are open mouth, dead sleepers. Just very, yeah, glorious. All right, uh, next game to talk about: Vikings at Patriots. We hinted at it earlier. The uh, Belichick getting mad at, a, at at his prototype, his prototypical wide receiver, uh, a future Patriot probably. Uh, I think that was crazy. It just shows how good the Patriots are right now, and it's very scary. I don't like it. You guys don't have to worry about that. You're not in the AFC. All right, it's it's like, oh God, I don't. It's just looking at this team; they're just annoying. They're like that one fly that's just stuck in your house and just won't go away. Well, I mean, you guys, you guys beat them once. I don't know. We've been owned by the Patriots. Yeah. I don't remember the last time we beat the Patriots. Jesus Christ, well, man! It's that's awful. what we had with the Seahawks. So yeah, everybody has their team. All right, enough with the Patriots. I'm done talking about them. Last game of the night, it was a heartbreaker. Go kiss your son. The Chargers. The Chargers. We'll be talking about that later. Uh, the Chargers played the Steelers, and it's you don't have a hashtag for it, huh? I'm hashtag hurt. Hashtag hurt, man. It, the 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 last sequence of plays where you were over here watching this, Mateo. Three fucking offsides in a row to try and block a kick, and it's like you're so close. And this, the the second, what was it? The first time they had me, I was juiced. Mm-hmm. The second time I saw him jump offsides again, I was like, oh grief, good grief. And then the third time you jumped offsides so bad that the kick went behind you. So, I mean, obviously there's other things that you can point to in this game. They blew a 14 point lead. They took their foot off the gas. You know, I knew it was going to happen. The, the the thing that sucks about watching Steeler football. They jump out to an early lead, and they just coast. They just take their foot off the gas pedal and let teams back in the game, and it's so frustrating. Thank you for letting me vent. <laughs> Did you guys watch the game at all? 
Uh, I watched a little bit. They had a, I was watching 60 Minutes, though. They had a good segment on uh, George W. Bush today and also on the campfire up in North and mm-hmm. Chico area. So I was watching that instead. But Oh, okay. Watching stuff that actually matters. Yeah. That's the one news that I watch on a pretty regular basis. 60, 60 Minutes? minutes yeah. Look, look at you, an intellectual. It's the only news outlet that's like sign up, kind of like. Now I can point to right why why you're late on Sundays is because you're watching 60 Minutes. <laughs> so I'll just that's what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start texting at the start of 60 Minutes and just be like, this is your 60 minute warning. <laughs> so, all right, uh, that'll do it for week 13, uh, at least reviewing games, uh, and hashtag hysteria. Now it is time to put some teams to rest. All right, Flan, since you have been missing the past couple of Wednesdays, it's okay, you're so hardworking, you deserve all that time off. Um, We have been putting NFL teams to rest as they uh, fade further and further away from playoff contention. And uh, just to catch you up on our list so far, we have the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets. You let us know if you disagree with any of these teams, okay? Buffalo Bills, New York Jets, Detroit Lions, Arizona Cardinals, New York Football Giants, the Oakland Raiders, the Green Bay Packers, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Atlanta Falcons, the San Francisco 49ers, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Cleveland Browns. You agree with all those? You give me the double thumbs up. All right. Teams to consider, even though in my power rankings I said that they stood a chance at cracking the top 10, uh, that's just where we are at the season right now, is you've got teams that are clearly making it the playoffs, you've got teams that are clearly eliminated, and then everybody else is just a giant shit show to see who can outlast each other uh, down this home stretch. You've got to pay attention to teams like the Colts, Ravens. Actually, I'm going to take the Ravens off because the Steeler loss brings them right back into contention. So the Ravens, you're okay. You got to look at teams like the Titans. They're frauds. The Dolphins, they're frauds. The Panthers, they're frauds. Uh, The Colts, I still think have a chance of doing it. But after today and that performance, that was pretty sad. I don't know how regular it's going to be for them. And then um, you've got the Broncos who, like I said, they have a very good chance of making the playoffs, but I could also see them totally collapsing, which is why I'm putting my pinky toe out there on the line. Uh, And then the last two teams to consider is the loser of tomorrow night's Monday night game. So if you are the Philadelphia Eagles, you go five and seven. I think you're all but done. And if you're the R words, you drop to six and six and you're tied with the Eagles and you're already a game. No, let's just bury Washington. You want to bury the R words? They've got Colt McCoy at quarterback. Just bury him. All right. Fair enough. The Washington R words have officially been buried. It's almost like that other podcast is done, Chain, except it's our creative spin on it. Is we're putting you to rest. You're you're all dead. You're all done. There's no chain that's big enough to fit all these teams. You have to spend way too much money on that. It's just easier to dig a hole and just scoot them in there, you know? Mateo, who do you think should be on the watch for dying? Who do you think should be? What NFL team is on the verge of really screwing their season away? Indy and Miami. Indy and Miami? Yeah, I'd put those. I know you already called... Uh, Miami a fraud. Oh, them and Tennessee. Yeah, and Tennessee, I definitely agree with you, Amari. I turned to my dad today when when uh, I was watching in the red zone with him, and when Mariota threw that pick six, I turned to him and I said, don't you worry, the Tennessee Titans will be right back in this game with three minutes to go. And sure enough, they ended up winning the game, but you beat the Jets, so not a, not a big deal there because um, they were dead to begin with. So that's why the Titans not dead, but you've got – you're inching closer to the grave if you keep on playing like that. So just in general, where you're just gonna you're gonna screw away the first half because eventually you're gonna go up against they're, a team that they're won't likely blow it. gonna be too inconsistent. The only thing that I could say might be in their favor is the rest of the year: Jacksonville at New York Giants, Washington, Indy. Oh, a very easy schedule. So you could, could keep to- a minute. You could totally see Tennessee just shooting but themselves in the foot. Yeah, down, definitely. You know? Has Sam Darnold not been that good this year? He hasn't played the past two games. Oh, he's what? Been, he's been hurt. Oh. Yeah. 
But it feels like after that first game, he's definitely taken yeah. some step ba steps back. Well, the first game was also against the Detroit Lions. Yeah. So, you know, come on now. So you got to look at it, who's going up against. He's going to develop. He's got no talent around him. He's got no wide receivers. They're going to overpay for Le'Veon Bell. Hopefully he gets some sort of – they can address the line in the draft, you know. Uh, I'm, cheer I'm cheering for Sam Darnold. I still think Josh Rosen was the best quarterback selection out of that entire uh, – the entire batch and beat Rodgers today. He will con exactly the the almighty and powerful Aaron Rodgers and Josh Rosen took a lesser team into into Lambo. That's and beat how him. bad McCarthy is. Well, okay, that's you, a, that's why you get fired after the game. Here, busting out the cape, busting Old out the cape for Aaron yeller. Rogers. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Um, Not when you talk down like Rodgers, like he's like uh, outside the top five of current quarterbacks. He is. No, he's not. I would say this right now. If I could have quarterbacks, the top right now. quarterbacks that I would start my franchise with so right now, would I would go. This is gonna, I can't wait for this to end up on your bad takes. For certain. Okay. And it's and it's being recorded. And it's perfect timing with the with the teams being laid to rest because that segment is done. We're putting that segment to rest for this week. We'll see who loses and screws himself It's not caping when somebody's that fucking good. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. I'm telling you right now. Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not worried about age. Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Philip Rivers. I'm oh, not, I'm not I'm not putting Big Ben on this list. I'd go Pat Mahomes at 4 and then um Mahomes if you give it I can't I can't and go with Russell Rivers. and Russell Wilson. Oh, oh and, nope, nope. And let's nope. not Hell and, no. and that's and that's Hell excluding Andrew no. Luck. You could replace Andrew Luck with nope. Philip Rivers. I just named six quarterbacks that give you a chance to go nope. and beat Aaron Rodgers on you any said day. Russell Wilson, I I'm sure you're you're out on I, that. I, I love Russell Wilson, but there's no yeah, ways above Rodgers. Rod Rod I'm telling you, I'm not even putting Big Ben on that, that list. That clown go saying. jump a damn cliff. <laughs> okay, <laughs> relax. All right, I know that you I, don't care for. There's I know you nobody don't. I hate more than and Russell. And in no particular order, Bree. Well, Breeze would be number one. Breeze, Brady, Luck. Um, who else did I say? Uh, Wilson, Mahomes, Wilson, yeah. and Rivers. Those would be my six that I would. The only go way I can make with. the argument with Mahomes is that he's on a rookie contract. So he, in terms of being a more valuable asset, he is. But no, there's no way Rivers is better than Rodgers. All those guys that are on that list, excluding Andrew Luck, also extremely durable, that haven't been hurt. Well, Pat, Pat Mahomes has only been around for X amount of games, but you know, they're not not nearly as fragile as Aaron Rodgers is, and that's that's my old reliable there. Yeah, I mean, you can you can use that as a crutch, but I'd still take 13 games of Rodgers over 16 games of a guy like Roethlisberger or Rivers. And Andrew Luck has come back from lacerated kidneys, internal bleeding, basically. So then now it's a tough. Okay, so C.J. Beathard should enter this list because he's a tough quarterback. So that's where we're going. I'm saying Andrew Luck is equally tough. Let's just start entering the tough quarterback. Andrew Luck is what did Tebow what did Tebow play through the injury with? He has been on the field this year since they they bolstered that O line. Uh, that's done, what I'm yeah, saying is that right? this is a guy. This is a guy that is equally equal parts tough, equal parts skilled. Whereas C.J. Beathard is all parts tough, no parts skilled. That's a lot of sarcasm, so, though. Well, <laughs> Rodgers was good too, and their O line was good. Now their O line is not that great. He's that's he's hurt a lot. I mean, it all depends mm -hmm. on how much. Well, you know, because you're overpaying him, you giving him all that money. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're going to have a top 10 pick. And he's got weapons, so you can't make that excuse. They don't have weapons. They're oh, using third-day picks. Uh, okay. What are you talking about? They have weapons. <laughs> what, what, what team are you talking about? Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is good. Jeremy Devontae Hart, Adams is uh, – and, and that could be because of Rodgers. Jimmy weapon. Graham. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham is a touchdown-dependent tight end that doesn't also, separate. Yeah, Rodgers has also never thrown to his tight ends for some whatever God knows reason. Um, and then you, you also have um, – God, who's he's MBS. really he's really hurting without Jordy Nelson though. That was that's a that's not a, really. Yeah, he is. Jordy was they're, over. They're down. They're down to what has Jordy done? I mean, he finally had his breakout game, but he's a guy that's falling apart too. Well, I heard, heard he tore his ACL. Yeah, but before I mean, that, before that, he was before that. That was his go-to. Mm -hmm. They had a back shoulder connection that was untouchable. Oh no, I get it. Oh, there's the false start that you guys. Yeah, the, the, I remember that he had he threw against the Niners. I think it was like Kaepernick's. 
I think it was 2013 season. They put the they played the Packers at home and Kaepernick threw for like 450 yards, something like that. Yeah, that first game. He had like a 60 yard. Those were the he days. Had, he had a 60 yard bomb to Jordy Nelson a back shoulder that was unreal. But uh, he's lost to both Alex Smith and Callan Kaepernick, hasn't he? Quarterback wins don't matter. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, in the playoffs, when it mattered the most. What has um, Roethlisberger has lost to? Can we just start? He's lost, Blake to, he's Bortles. Lost, he's lost to a lot of teams. Well, he lost <laughs> to the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, is what I'd argue. He didn't lose to He Blake, lost to Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles throwing 15 passes a game. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that was a little impromptu debate, which, I mean, I'm always, I'm always down to slander Aaron Rodgers. It's just recreation at this point. Um, now it is time for Mateo to drop some knowledge. It is time for Fantasy Football Fanatics. This is first down, we go over uh, studs. Second down, we go over duds. Third down, we go over injuries. And fourth down, we go over who you should be picking up for waivers. Mateo, the floor is yours. First down, studs are? We start with the most exciting quarterback in the NFL for a rookie, Josh Allen. Okay. 30 points. And on top of that, 135 yards rushing. Woo. So he went 135 yards this week rushing and then 99 yards last week. Stand in the mic, Flan. Damn. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Expert analysis. All right. Next up on the studs. I think Flan will like this one. Dante Pettis. Mm. He was the number one receiver this week. He nods I, approvingly. Excluding, I don't know if the Steelers and Chargers he's, had a receiver. He's first rookie receiver to, to get over 100 yards for the Niners since Owens. T.O. And, and, and then I think he's the first. They said something like 1969. He's the first receiver nice. that had uh, uh, 100 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. He had 27 points. Um, as long as Goodwin and Garcon's out, he's gonna just soak up targets. If he's healthy, that wasn't that's an issue. That's There's been a, a lot yeah. of times where I've seen I've seen that. What is it like teal hair that he's got? The the teal hair, pink hair some pink hair underneath some. the beanie. Cat yeah. Williams. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, next stud. Uh, Lands guy, Philip Lindsay. Mm. Twenty-eight points, and he looks mm. like he just wrestled away the backfield. It's like I, I can't well, wait for with, Freeman with, with Jeff's stupid scoring. He has an early league. It was thirty-two points. That really hurts. How many how, points did you say he got on Yahoo? On the scoring for Yahoo PPR, he had twenty-eight. Well, how does he get thirty-two? Oh, if he gets, if he gets, um, you get bonuses if you have uh, a two-hundred-yard rushing game. If you have uh, touchdown runs that are forty yards or fifty yards, I give extra points. It's big play incentives. Okay, so, so if that's big why. play, big game incentives. If you go off, you get rewarded. Thirty-three points. It was, yeah. uh, I got you get what six, are the, six points per TD rush. Normal. Obviously. And then every ten rushing yards is, is uh, one, one point. point. Every ten for receiving, or you get one for ten. Right, he had forty. He had a one forty forty plus yard TD run, which is okay. So you get those built yeah, in. Which, is, which how many points is that? Two. Two. And then the 51 is a three points. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. then he had over 100 to 199. He had a lot of bonuses today then. It's a league that benefits or, or you know, it gives you the, the plus side for uh, big plays. But I also don't punish, like, stuff like kickers, right? So, like, mm -hmm. if a kicker misses a field goal under 40 yards, I take away three points because you should get that. If a kicker misses a field goal um, under 50, I take away two. So, for, for from zero to 39, you, mi you minus three if you miss it. From 40 to 49, you get minus two. And then if it's a 50-yard field goal, I don't punish you for missing it at all because a lot of times those are just kicks that you're going booming out. But I give extra points for distances mm -hmm. that go. So, you, you get used to it next year. Be, be prepared. Okay, I'll be ready. Yeah, you, you and apparently Tim now. All right, next, Stud. And last but not least, Travis Kelsey gets on the list. 32 uh, points. He shredded the Raiders. 138, two touchdowns, 12 receptions. That's I mean, my tight end. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be Kelsey, Ertz, and uh, Kittle that are going to be the guy. And Ebron. Ebron slid himself in there for probably going to be championship on championship teams. Highly coveted tight ends come next year. I got a team that has Kittle and Travis Kelsey on Oh, it. look at you. Two loaded. Tight team. Hashtag oh, yeah. loaded. Oh, yeah. All right, now it's time for second down. Yeah, second down is the fan. Second down is the fantasy duds. First dud. 
Uh, Tyreek Hill, his teammate. <laughs> he only had six points today. He had one catch for 13 yards. He had more rushing yards than receiving Isn't yards. Isn't it crazy, though, with Tyreek Hill, we've just come to expect nothing but 20-point games. And, mm -hmm. and it's like when he puts up what an average wide receiver, what a, what a you know, like a flex option wide receiver might do. It's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, and he was, I think Mahomes had him deep, too. Like, he had one right off his fingertips. So he was just a, he was a catch away from a big day. All right, what's your next dud? Uh, David Johnson, Arizona. He had 69 uh, rushing yards. He's, nice. He had eight points. A lot of 69s today. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, you remember when David Johnson was looked after as like a number one overall draft pick? Was mm -hmm. that last year, the year before that? And he was just like, you got to draft this guy number one overall. And and now, what have you done for me lately? You're well, a dud. He started off the season pretty hot. Yeah. He's a dud. And then once they made the change, he, he took off. It was weird. Chase Edmonds vultured him twice, which may be why Mike McCarthy is fired. But... Uh, yeah, so it was just another down day for David Johnson losing the goal line carries. Mm, okay. Sorry, that was a little awkward there. <laughs> we had to restart the betting. Um, and I had to re remember what I was saying. <laughs> I have no clue what I was trying yeah, to say. You just you just spew these these takes. Yeah, they just go. Endlessly. All right, as we regain our footing here, uh, three, two, one. Yeah. All right, who's your next dud? Uh, Marlon Mack against Jacksonville. He had four points, uh, 27 rushing yards. One catch, uh, Hines came in there and because they were, well, they couldn't really rush the ball, so he had seven catches. They didn't do anything. Yeah, so do pretty jack. much the entire indie offense was a dud this week. It really was. <laughs> it was a bummer. You have any more duds? Oh, yeah. Get ready for it. Uh, okay. You're sitting down, Breezes. <laughs> I know. I know, man. Yeah, it, just it. Everybody gets one. Everybody That's gets one. That's a clunker. Let's 127 not... yards, one touchdown, one INT. And he was playing indoors, too. Let it be known, though, that even though he threw his worst game of the season, he is still only throwing two picks on the entire year. I think that brings up his touchdown. Well, that'd be his three. Actually, I think he had three picks. Okay. His touchdown interception ratio is like 23 and three or 22 and, and two or some some astronomical number like that. It's ridiculous. Or ratio. It's, it's amazing. Either way, he may have knocked somebody out of the playoffs for it. Yeah, well, uh, the rest of the schedule is good. He gets Tampa, Carolina, and Pittsburgh the next three weeks. Surefire starts. Yeah, you know, I'm not. Yeah, there's no way you're benching. Game. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you're benching Breeze. All right, any more duds? Oh, nope, that's it. All right, next up, third down. These are injuries. Who got hurt this week of importance? Well, because Vontez Burfitt left the game with a concussion. I thought that was very apropos. Oh, I didn't. Good. I didn't see that one. Yeah, all the concussions he's dished out. He knocked himself out. Well, with one. I put Kareem Hunt on the list. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, he's cut deep. The, that's yeah, he's bleeding that everywhere. Hurts. Yeah. Uh, AJ Green foot injury. Oh, that sucks. Probably too. out for the year. It sucks, man. He's he's the one thing that makes that offense go. Mm -hmm. Not Andy Dalton. Then it's AJ Green. Uh, Greg Olson foot. Probably uh, out for the year. Probably out for the career. That's plantar fasciitis, right? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. It sounds awful. And then for Matt Breida, I just wrote a bunch of question marks. Don't even question Breida. He's, so he's awesome. got a million different injuries. It's true. And then and he got can, rolled up at the end of the game. We can also throw James Conner on that list because yeah, he hurt his ankle. James yeah. Conner's hashtag hurt. And uh, also uh, Chris Harris from Denver. Mm. So I've been firing up Denver's defense in a lot of leagues, and that's a pretty brutal. Injuries, they're just a part of the game, man. It's so violent, and it's unfortunate. It's, I think the injuries, what's a more devastating? Stating injury if we could compare injuries a guy getting hit and getting hurt or a guy with a non-contact going to cut up the field and you just see his acl just give out i think it's non-contact because you, know, oh, yeah. you know it's especially in the situation of jimmy g like i thought he got hurt from the hit but it was mm -hmm. him cutting up field that and then he gave out you could have picked any other example i'm sorry all right well actually no i'm not i really did that on purpose uh fourth down now or are you done with injuries Yep, that okay, was it. Okay, fourth down who should people be looking to pick up on waivers well, as they make their playoff push 
well, for the first week of the playoffs, if you're really desperate looking at the list, it was Josh Allen. He plays the Jets. Jets defense is terrible, and you're just going to get that back end rushing from Allen. And Dak Prescott against Philly just because the defense isn't there. Um, but, God, I hope you have a quarterback if you're in the playoffs because <laughs> right. those are not good options. You do not want Dak Prescott's problem. Maybe pick up Josh Allen. Josh Allen's been doing pretty darn yeah, good. Yeah, I would, I would actually kind of fire him up with confidence against the Jets, and I just really like that he's just sustaining his value with, with the rushing yardage. Keyword there was Jets. Just keep yep. in mind, you got to play matchups there, people. All right, waivers. Who else are we picking up on waivers? Uh, for the, Another Niner gets on the list, uh, Jeffrey Wilson Jr., with Breida probably being out at least a week. I was like, who that? It's yeah, somebody that had, they pulled up from the practice squad. Yeah, he huh? had 134 yards um, in total offense. He had eight catches. Um, yeah, he'll just take the whole work share. They'll probably bring back Morris uh, off of uh, – well, he's just been inactive. How fast does life come at you if you're if you're a Niner running back and you watch McKinnon uh, give out his knee, Breida just got hurt, and before that, who was, again, the running back? I keep Mozart. On Mosert that yeah. broke his arm on Thursday yeah, Night Football. Just, they've yeah. just had the worst injury luck. The, the worst last injury luck. And yeah. if you're a running back now, they're just going and they're just looking. They're just looking, pulling people off the streets. Mm-hmm. You look like a football player. Come here. You're gonna play running back. I mean, for it's us. the credit to Shanny though. He's got. He's been plugging in these undrafted guys at running back. And Jeffrey, if he gets the full full amount of carries, he could prove that hey, we've got four running backs and we're not gonna have to bring in somebody in the off season. Yeah. They could really stabilize one position group. Anybody else on the waiver pickup uh, list? Chris Carson hurt his. I think it's his. Not sure which finger it was, but if something happens, Rashard Penny's definitely worth a claim. I he had take him the in the air. I dropped him. He yeah. wasn't doing much. All right. Anybody else on waivers? You have about mm, uh, four seconds left. Uh, Sutton, MVS for Green Bay, and Mark Andrews at tight end. Tight end's really, really shallow right now. Interesting. Oh, you still have some extra seconds. I suck at telling time. I'm sorry. Uh, if Nick Mullins starts, go with Nick Mullins next week. He had 400 yards today. Quarterback sneak peek there. All right, that was Fantasy Football Fanatics with Mateo. Thank you very much. You put in a lot of work for that. He brought in a notebook, not nearly the size of the one that we use for show prep, but it's still it's, it's encouraging to see. He's not like I one can't, of you, I can't do a bigger notebook than the show prep. Not, no, it's not even about that. It's not like you millennials out there that just do everything on your notepad app, you know, because you're just so so cool. I think I'm showing my age then. Tech savvy. No, man, it's very Tony Kornheiser-esque <laughs> of you to throw everything down on the legal pad. All right, Flan is looking at the clock, which means we are losing interest in him. But this good news is, is that this next segment is tailor-made for someone like him who likes sports but also likes to take in his pop culture. It is now time for the pop culture update. Are you, are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it. Why? Well, because it's in the news. So, uh, Flan, I hinted and, and teased earlier on in the show that this was going to be a doozy of a pop culture update. There are some returning stars on the pop culture update, some that I can't stand more than others. Uh, I'll let you lead off with the biggest biggest and most important update on the pop culture update. Uh, I don't know. Is this on? Yeah, it's on. All You're right, good. It's on. Um, I don't know if it's most important, but it's... Uh, Noteworthy. It is a video that... Broke YouTube, it seemed like, and it was Ariana Grande's <laughs> music, video, music video called Thank You Next, which is the rallying cry for every girl in her, in her teens and 20s right now. He um, left me, Becky. <laughs> that's the, uh, this is... This is their song, I guess, right now. It bothers me because I'm going to put Ariana Grande on the hot seat right now. Is Ariana Grande a wannabe Kardashian? No. Y- yes? 
No, maybe so. She's doing everything she can to stay in the headlines. She's by far way more talented than any of the Kardashians are. But interesting note here, a fun fact, if you will, uh, that brand new music video was directed by none other than Kris Jenner. That's a huge red flag, cause for concern there. Um, I'm saying she's a wannabe Kardashian because it further notes news and notes here on uh, Ariana Grande. You, you must study your enemy to take them down. Um, she has covered up her Pete Davidson tattoo that commemorated his dad dying in September 11th with <coughs> Mac Miller's dog's name, Milo. Ooh, so wow. I don't even know if she has if she even has full custody of the dog, but uh, shows that she's pretty uh, fabricated, if you will. That you're gonna go and leave the guy because of his, you know, because he's got a little bit of a drug issue. Uh, and then, and then you're gonna go, and, and you're gonna go with one of his friends. Uh, you know, it's been reported friends. You go and you get the tattoo of a guy whose dad died a hero, and that's pretty, pretty grave. And, and you, you think you're gonna be with him for a while, and, and then all of a sudden you go and you, you, once you break up, you go back and you get your dead ex's dog tattooed over it. It's just, it's a little, is a little weird. Is all I'm saying is that she seems to be really milking this whole Mac Miller situation and just doing a, it's textbook Kardashian. Is what can I do to keep myself in the news for as long as possible? Think of this music video as. And I can't think of it as her sex tape because we've known about her since before that. But it's it's just uh, th the talent is there, but the attention and, and gravity that she's gonna pull it's it's disgusting because it is want to be Kardashian like. Am I am I wrong? I haven't really paid that much attention. I'm not gonna armchair quarterback <laughs> any of that. It was it's disgusting. I would just say she was famous before this. She was famous Way before, and, famous and now she's this. clinging on to, and she's gonna ride this wave of relevancy. She's no Rihanna. She is no. I don't like Taylor Swift. She's no. Uh, her. She has some damn good vocals though. Celine Dion. Oh man. Yeah. I think Cher, she's been Madonna. consistent for the last two years. She, she's been. She's in, before. She's up there in terms of talent. Who? Oh, that's what I'm saying. She's got talent, but I'm just everything else about her is just so extra, bitch. Like, oh my god. You know, I, just sing and, and leave. Very, Bye. Very flat too. Who? Oh well, that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, what was the one? I saw the one that was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was a different. It's about one of the Kardashians, Kendall, and it was a uh, Tyler the Creator was saying uh, made some comment how uh, I was like I don't even know how uh, Kendall Jenner even twerked. All just a bunch of shaking bones. <laughs> <laughs> just a bag of bones. Yeah, a bag of bones. Interesting about that. I don't know if you guys saw this in the news. Uh, another uh, pop culture update. Jaden Smith has gone on the record saying that he's in a relationship with Tyler the Creator. Like he's vehemently um, announcing that like Tyler's his boyfriend, and Tyler's laughing Jayden it Smith, off like it's Wait, Jaden Smith. Will Smith's son. Is gay. Uh, th that's what he's reporting. He reported at a music festival. He yelled oh. out that him and Tyler, the creator, are in a relationship. He's echoed it on Twitter. And Tyler, I don't the, cre I Tyler the creator, is yet to respond. Go ahead. Ask oh. your question. I'm not going to even go anywhere with that. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up on the pop culture update, as I look for the link that I had, uh, Nick Jonas got married. And he had a very, very expensive <laughs> wedding. Flan, are you okay? No. Okay, what's going on? Tell us real quick. Buy me some time. Uh, I have a bug in my throat. Like, a, it, is, it, is it contagious? Or I don't know, but uh, Nick Jones got married to some Indian princess thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. And what some Indian up? princess <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, that is eloquently put right there, <laughs> sir. Uh, I am... Looking for the numbers because I had a list of numbers about. I don't think you're gonna find it. You're not look, it's all not looking too good for you. Okay, stop it. That's what I'm saying. You gotta fill a bus Oh, so what was the back to the Ariana Grande thing really quick? How many hits did that video get? It was some. I, I remember I, I, I looked. I, it, the day it came out was like third, like Friday. I think it was Friday or maybe it was Thursday. I looked at like ten hours after it got posted. It was already at like thirteen million views. That's insane. 
I kept I kept wondering. It was more mil- it was more than a million views every hour, which is nuts. I keep wondering if it's worth doing music videos, and then you see those numbers that come in, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, I, it was found it. Was crazy. Yeah, sorry, Go ahead. Yeah, that was that was I. I think I'm pretty sure every girl that's in her teens and twenties in America watched it over and over and over. I will oh, say it running. I will say there's a very funny video, like it's a little two second clip. That's uh, Chris Jenner's in the most like in the in the most um I got Beverly Hills is it, is it Beverly Hills voice what's what's the uh very uh snooty voice what do they call that oh like upspeak no it's like, what, like a girl would do that that's like oh valley girl yeah like very val- like, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah she was she was uh Kendall Jenner in a very valley girl way just said thank you next bitch on some uh oh my god some Tuesday, I thought it was pretty funny. All right. Well, I found the thing that All I was right, going to thank, thank you for filibustering, gentlemen. That was absolutely, that was amazing how uh, you did that uh, work of art. And I pulled the pulled the curtain back on it. Sorry. So Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chop- Chopra. Um, I'm sure that's how it's said. <laughs> you got to plug your mic back yeah, in. Third time. Yeah, I've third been time's a charm. Third time. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Priya- Priyanka Chopra. And it says, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. Chopriated the knot on her native India. That's a little. I don't know about that. All right. So anyway, it cost upwards of five hundred thousand dollars. This wedding, absolutely ridiculous. It was a traditional. Uh, well, it was it exchanged vows in a Western Christian ceremony at a five-star heritage hotel. But they also had, I believe, she is Hindu, so they had a traditional Hindu uh, ceremony as well. The wedding venue and accommodations came in at an estimated four hundred sixty-one thousand dollars or ninety-two thousand dollars a night. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. And. Uh, then their pre-wedding ceremonies were an estimated 61,000. The pre-wedding ceremonies, including the Haldi, Sanjit, and Mehendi, I believe that's how you pronounce that, um, were performed. Plane tickets, uh, an average price of $1,300 round trip for coach, and anywhere from eight grand to 21 grand for first class. Uh, Nick Jonas is 25, and she is 36. So wow. wow. I didn't know there was that much of an age Good gap for him. Them. Good for him, right? Uh, but that is a lot of money on that wedding. Uh, they got it. They can spend it. That's absurd. I can't. I can't believe that. And that, I just felt like that was a number that was worth reporting. It was just so large and intimidating. All right. Um. Last up on the pop culture list for me. I don't know if you guys want to add anything in. Uh. Tom Brady has come to the defense of David Beckham, and you would think that this would have been on winners. Oh, and I saw this. You would think it would have been on winners and losers, but it's not because it's it's pop culture relevant. This all right. So, so out of this is so ridiculous. So out of pocket. But uh, the headline is Tom Brady reacts to David Beckham kissing daughter Harper on the lips. And it just makes me, when I first read that headline, I thought, please tell me Tom Brady's screaming out, it's not fair. <laughs> uh, but no. So as reported here on Cohort Sports Report, on the Cohort Sports Report, and possibly other outlets, I'm not exactly sure how many people are running with this idea, uh, but we're, we are part of that army. Tom Brady, and I don't want to say this because of libel, allegedly uh, can suck the soul of children to fuel his youth and longevity for football. So Tom Brady is a witch, a warlock, a wizard, however you want to say it. Anyway, he has jumped to the defense of David Beckham, who posted a picture of him kissing his youngest daughter, uh, who's seven years old, on the lips, saying uh, with the caption saying, let's go skate. And Tom Brady went and commented... I gotta find the Tom Brady comment. Where'd it go? Yeah, people are going after him for this. I thought it was so ridiculous. Yeah, right. There are people who commented saying, "Why are they kissing?" One person added, "This is not right. Weird and improper for a parent to kiss their kids on the lips or the forehead cheeks is cute though." Well, that's it's just weird. like the Huffington Post coming out and saying that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer should oh, not be watched by kids because it's too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a 
uh, was homophobic. Let's and get back to racist. that in a second. Let's put up. Let's pause because I want to come back to that. That's a good one too. I feel like that's worthy of making the show. Um, it was, damn. Oh, Tom Brady. What did he say? Fuck! I can't find the comment. Oh, Tom Brady commented, "Dad and daughter, so sweet." So it, of course Tom Brady thinks this is normal because Tom Brady allegedly sucks his souls out of kids to fuel his longevity. That's the only way that we can explain how Tom Brady's been so dominant over the years. And and what's so funny is Beckham did just a little pecking kiss. Tom Brady kissed his kid on the lips, waited for the kid to leave, and was like, "No, come back. Give Daddy round two. Give and him an extra rap." <laughs> Right, I need extra. That's ju- the patriot I need, way. I need extra soul. <laughs> so I just—it's weird, man. Like I'm all for parents showing love to their kids. I don't—I don't think my dad and I ever kissed on the lips. Man. No, no. Yeah, I kissed him when I was younger, but then ever since then, it's just been kind of awkward dap ups and handshakes. Yeah, and hey, man, you know, like uh, grandma always gets kisses, not on the lips though. I kiss my grandma on the cheek, and my mom—you well, give your mom a kiss on the cheek. I'm a mama's boy, so you know, I love my mom. As I, th- as I hope that you guys would, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All Mama's Boys here on the Cohort Sports Report. All right. Uh, now we're going to shift to the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. What, <laughs> Flan, please elaborate on the Huff Post. Just absolutely uh, going ridiculous. Um, yeah, the Huffington Post had a video that came out that pe- people are taking it to Twitter saying they don't, they think um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the movie, the one that came out a long time ago, like a little cartoon the stick stop, figure. The stop clay motion. Yeah, yeah, the clay motion one. It was, uh, they say it, it um, encourages racism, homophobism, and bullying. Um, homophobism or homophobia? Whatever the hell. Whatever you <laughs> want to say it. Um, it was the most ridiculous video I've seen in a while. And it was just somebody just, just trying to complain about something. Yeah, the only reason I saw it was because you liked it yeah. on, on Twitter. And then so I'm watching and I was like, this has to be a parody by how long it was. And usually I'm... I feel I'm a little more liberal in accepting these things, but even I was just like, God, yeah. this is fucking ridiculous. And the whole point of the movie is like to is like is is basically what the liberal what the liberal media has been preaching, which is like accept people who are different mm-hmm. than you and also like follow your dreams and stuff, and that's exactly what the movie Yeah, and like you were saying, the fucking context of the whole thing yeah. is it was made in like the fifties and sixties. There's a lot of worse movies that yeah, aren't like no. back then than that. I, I'm with you. And also, the they're trying to say it's, it's racism. It's like, goddamn, it's, 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 it's reindeer. <laughs> it's a fucking reindeer. And then it's like it's like uh. jack-in-the-box toys. Like, what are you talking about, dude? And like, I'm, and I'm just, I never, when I'm watching that, as I watched it like last week, it never occurred to me racism. And I don't know, I just, I was, just, I was blown away when i saw that video see some of the people that are tweeting about this say every year the elf throws the bird out of the sleigh with an umbrella even though earlier the bird said it can't fly every damn year oh, you're just getting upset for no reason okay i'm gonna say that we're all thinking no, well the one that they're trying to say that it, it, it's um it's homophobic because it's homophobic because um, homophobic now you're just afraid of homeless people <laughs> go ahead no he says it's homophobic because the, the elf wanted to be a dentist and i'm like i'm like, <laughs> like what how does that make you yeah. homophobic? Time out, Huff- Huffington. Yeah. Are you saying dentists are gay? Yeah, like are you saying dentists are gay? This is a war on dentistry, okay? That's an industry like that... Because a guy, guy said you shouldn't be a dentist. You should do what you're meant to do, which is making toys because he's an elf. Oh, that's some, I, I somebody love, reading I, so deep into that. I love that, that oh. I never even noticed that he wanted to be a dentist, and his dad's like, no, you must make toys. And then my my dad... I, I told my dad that my dad just goes, damn, dude, some people just have way too much time on their hands. Really, they will get upset at literally 
every They literally day. watch a 30-minute movie that's meant for five-year-old kids and just to complain about it. Where was all this Where was all this outrage years ago? Because it airs every year. So why are you where's so late to the, the party yeah, now? Well, where's the outrage for the last 15 consecutive years? It sounds like you're running out of targets and you need that something in the mob mentality. Easy, easy clicks for them. Oh, my God. The other one that annoyed me was the AP... Uh, uh, Associated Press put out a tweet saying when a George H.W. Bush died, he said he, uh, Berlin Wall, all, this, all the good stuff, and all of a sudden he said that they, he also brought down the economy, which is the reason why he lost this, uh, a second term to Bill Clinton. I'm like, why do you have to put that in there, dude? That's above my head, <laughs> man. I don't pay attention to outside the realm of pop culture and sports. I'm uh, sorry, politics is woof. Well, they, 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 basically, they basically took a shot at George H.W. Bush for their... As he's dying? As, well, he already, he already as died. He, as he died? Oh, that's awful. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. 41. All right, here's one. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, teaching kids since 1964 that your peers will only accept your differences if you can provide them with some kind of service. <laughs> oh, social justice warrior strike again. <laughs> SJW Twitter, what's up? Represent. God, so stupid. Yeah, that's not the hill I want to die on. Oh, here comes Comet, the worst coach you've ever seen since the sc- on the screen since the last movie. You ever watched it, about youth sports? It's, 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 it's become almost laughable lately how people, how many people take what's said on Twitter so damn seriously and use it as source or facts or in a uh, I don't know I guess sort I guess they use it as facts almost. Uh, here you go. On this is the drop the mic one right here. Oh, I saw, I saw that. Roses one. are red. Elf practice is avoidable. Deviation from the norm will be punished unless it's exploitable. <laughs> That sounds like uh, I, that sounds That's like something fire, I rage actually. against the machine, man. And I'm a rage against the machine fan. I'm just waiting for a Zach De La Rocca and Tom Morello to just strum on the guitar. That's right. Roses are red. Elf practice is avoidable. Deviation from the norm will be but punished it's, unless it's exploitable. It just reminds me that this whole Rudolph thing reminds me of like they tried to do. Uh, they there's a there's a point like about two years ago on Twitter where they're trying to like get rid of people watching all these all those old uh, classic Disney movies. Because they were trying to say how it, w- it, pr- it was racist and all this other stuff. Well, I don't want to watch Tangled. Make a better movie than Tangled <laughs> and Frozen, okay? That's why you guys are remaking The Lion King with all the CGI, which we did not talk about yeah, on the last podcast. Absolutely amazing. Just wanted to throw that on there. We forgot. Hand up. The the Lion King trailer, I'm so skeptical of the remakes after the, they botched The Jungle Book, but The Lion King, that I'm going to sound white here, that looks fire. So is it just Blank. a step by... Uh, as I'm segueing away, is it still... Is that going to be... Just a step-by-step live-action remake of the cartoon? Oh, probably. Okay. I hope so, because anyway, the cartoon is perfect. No, it's it's going to be like the Jungle Book. Jungle Book wasn't, wasn't step-by-step. No, no they, the they, Jungle Book took some creative... It, it yeah. should be just like that. You think so? Yeah, they're not, they're not going to do it exactly the way. I'd be pissed, man, especially That would suck. That. Yeah. But shout-out to James Earl Jones. I saw a tweet. Uh, it was an appreciation tweet to James Earl Jones saying, thank you for taking care of yourself long enough to where you could voice Mufasa properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That scene's going to be intense when Scar lets... I mean, no spoiler alerts because you've seen The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... You know what scene used to creep the shit out of me in Lion King? Even though it was a cartoon. I think I mentioned this on podcast before. It's when Simba travels with Rafiki and he would talk to Mufasa in the sky. As a kid, that just fucked with me psychologically, man. Seeing the lion in the sky and then... Uh, you actually, got high and you're like, that's normal. No, I was going to say, I have a very... I have a, I have a college story about and mom if you're listening i'm sorry but i did a psychedelic one time and there was a lion on the ceiling and it got really close to my face and i got goosebumps because i immediately went back to like holy shit that's mufasa like from the lion king so i was wondering if i was traumatized from that uh yeah mom only did it a couple times to find myself as an individual all right so we're good now but uh yeah that was 
that was in, in, intense and insane. And I don't know why that the why Mufasa scared the shit out of me when he was up in the sky. Only when he was in the sky. I also didn't like the Weeping Willow from Pocahontas. I'm playing my greatest hits now. Ursula from The Little Mermaid, she kind of bothered me too. Just her whole aesthetic, you know? The, the yeah, yeah. But uh, so you, you're done with the whole riff on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Yeah. What are some other good movies that they're going to do now? The, they're bringing the 25 Days of Christmas back. What else can we ruin? What else do we think? What's the next movie we think Social Justice Warriors are going to come after? I hope it's all the Hallmark movies. Yeah, oh, please. Just right? the formula of all the Hallmark. I heard one when I was getting ready to go watch the morning games over at my parents' place, and it was basically like, this person's small town is in trouble, and she needs to rally it around to save Christmas. Yeah, just please ruin all Hallmark movies at this point for me. I was going to say, this sounds awful. Like, just these people are so bored. Oh, my God. Interesting. I was just reading some other tweets on there. The North Pole needs an HR department. All these bosses are horrible. Hashtag Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Well, that was a terrible dismount, so I just, I, I should have stuck with the with the Rage Against the Machine take. That one, that one brightened up my day. Um, all right, so that'll do it for the show. Do you have anything that you guys want to plug, like your social medias, anything that's going to be happening with you personally, professionally, anything that's going on? <laughs> no. You, you have a big interview tomorrow? Thursday? Tuesday? Interviewed. No, I no, there's no. No, I don't want to interview, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> just know that when that time comes, the entire show is pulling for you. Okay. Thank you. We're in your corner. The entire cohort. Uh Mateo, do you have anything coming on? No. No, no. How close are we to getting proper twelve whiskey? That's Dude, the real question. I don't think we're gonna get by the end of the year, honestly. <sighs> All of us are market though. We've got Hen House, we've got Pliny, we've got a lot of great great wine deals. Come visit our wine department on Montecito. Shameless plug, man. You should have plugged yeah. yourself, not the company. Yeah. Just plug you as an individual. Follow Mateo I, on that, Twitter. That can't, that, the, the coming into my department and supporting my department is helping me. Okay. Uh, only if you say that Mateo was the one that helped you and gave you great service so he can get a raise. Yeah, and then big time us and never come back on the podcast because he's gonna his main goal is to blow up and act like he don't know nobody. Yeah, in the wine industry. <laughs> Poor LeBron. <laughs> nice Cabernet. Uh, I'll, I'll plug my Twitter, at Mateo. How many 49, O's? Uh, three O's. You guys can see my Dante Pettis love fest today. Interesting. And Nick Boza. Oh, oh not no, again. Jeez. Teetering out. We will address uh, that before next show. If, okay. if it needs to be, I'll take that cord, okay? I'll, I'll Actually, no, I won't take that cord because it's too long for where I sit. I'll just You'll just tell me to plug it in. Yes. Just like keep on reminding you. Yeah. And then you can follow Flan on Twitter, at Brendan of SR5. Um... You can follow me on Twitter, uh, JW underscore CSR. Follow the show, co- so the Cohort Sports Report. Show some love. Let us know how shitty we're doing. All right, that'll do it for us. Until now, ne- oh, for the haters and losers. I'm almost, I'm messing this up now. I got to get used to my, my outro. To the haters and losers, of which there are many. Mm-hmm. Happy until, holidays. Until next time. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Deuces. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Joints in the morning. I smoke two joints at night. I left you alone for the healing since I never gave you life. I walked and built a feeling. I got diamonds in my eyes. But let's be real, Godzilla in my trunk and afford my prize. Can you feel the earth? Oh, 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 oh. Can you feel the earth? Oh, 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 oh. Can you feel the earth? Feel the earth. Oh, 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 oh.
Godzilla in the trunk. Ay. Got my mans in the villa with skunk. Ay. I can't trust not a soul, I'm alone. Ay. Everybody done died her back home. Ay. I've been trying to reach you for the longest. Let's smoke clear, but you know my tree be the strongest. My branches got banks, I'ma be here the longest. I dare you, little bitch, can I be on no bar shit? Young nigga shit, I'ma get ridiculed for dumb shit. Don't rain in California, but my niggas ready to dump shit. I don't like no fake big, but you back on like school lunches. I eat beats, you eat ass nigga like num num, that scrumptious. Don't like no fake niggas, wanna collapse for the clout. But I know you niggas already know what I'm about. But I've been bossing since a jitty, and we litty at the house. Niggas claim it away, but use waste for they rouse, nigga. Feel the Oh, 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 oh. Can you feel the earth?